Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you everyone for tuning back into our NFL recap. Um, this is the week two recap of the 2023 NFL season. A very interesting week two to say the least. We're seeing more of what teams are made of and what, what more teams are lacking. Um, and it started off with a with kind of an exciting game in my opinion for Thursday night. Um, the Vikings actually did perform decently in primetime, which is shocking, but the Eagles came away with the win, 34-28 to over the Vikings. The Eagles are now 2-0. and The Vikings are now 0-2. Very shocking, to say the least, that the Vikings are not... Especially both of them are one-score one losses. Yeah, which is a little surprising, to say the least, but, I mean, we have plenty to talk about this game, but I'll just genuinely give my quick thoughts. Kirk Cousins performed very well later on in the game. Um, the defense of the Eagles... Is something to be worried about, you know, if you're a fan of any other fucking team that plays mm-hmm. them this year. Jalen Carter's a monster. Yeah, they got a lot of injuries, though, in the secondary. So, that's... But I think they have the depth to yeah. uphold that, you know. And Jalen Hurts had a rough game, um, in, in the passing game at least. I know if you're a fantasy, you know, player you, you and you have him, it probably worked out for you. Oh, yeah. Two, but, rushing uh, touchdowns. Yeah. Two rushing touchdowns, though. I, I, saw some, I saw a really bad pick. And he was calm and poised. He ran off the field. No, like he was cold about it. No emotion, which is good. It didn't good. phase him. Um, but like I just, I, I haven't seen him like struggle. And like it's, it just seems like their pass scheme was a little rough. AJ Brown and him exchanged words on the sideline. Um, it was all on video too. It was pretty rough. AJ was heated. He's just not becoming like the number one target like he should be in my in my opinion. Like they're not really like focusing him mm-hmm. in the pass game, um, and he's getting frustrated, which is understandable. But I, I thought overall this was an exciting game. The better team clearly won, but um, the one thing that you got to worry about is this Vikings defense. Like, they're letting up a lot of points on them, and their pass defense, you know, it did perform above average, but it's still something to worry about. And their, ru- their rush defense did not do anything. 175, 175 yards for DeAndre Swift. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's insane. On Thursday Night Football, you got to lock that and down. That's one thing that, like, you saw A.J. Brown blowing up on the sidelines. They were just running the rock down their throats. They weren't even really passing the ball. So, I mean, I know he was emotional in the moment, but, like, it was, it was just one of the, like, this is what the announcer said. It was one of those games that were, you just run the ball, you know? Like, it's working. Like you just said, they had 175 yards with DeAndre Swift. 259 as a team. Yeah, two, yeah so, like, <laughs> five and a half no one's team. really getting catches. And, like, that's one thing that... Kind of like I question about AJ Brown. I was like, I get it, you know, I, I do get it. He's just being a typical prima donna wide receiver. Honestly, I love the guy. He's a fucking talented receiver. He's a specimen, athletic specimen to make from a lab. Once you really look at him, <laughs> you know. Facts. Um, but they're best friends off the field. I'm not worried about it. If I'm an Eagles fan, they're gonna get it in check. And like, like you guys are saying, it's just more of a game script type of thing. And I think yeah. AJ Brown does realize that now. Yeah. And that's just. The wide receiver and him sort of just... You should get it. They want the ball in their hands. Yeah. Which, yeah, you, you always got to understand it. But in a game like that, you just got to take the dub and move on, man. And I think I think they're mature enough to do that, yeah. and they'll be just fine. I agree. Um, anything you guys wanted to touch up on that game? or? Um, you know, Kirk Cousins balled out. He was number one quarterback in fantasy right now. Um, if you have him, you might as well just keep starting him. Unless you got, like... I don't know. If you have Kirk or like Mahomes, who are you starting? I don't know. As of now, Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Cousins. As of now, Cousins, yeah. In fantasy, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, know. Mahomes goes, or they go back home and play Chicago this coming week, so you might want to start Mahomes. Yeah. Um, but, and if his, if his receivers keep dropping passes, then, I mean, that's really 
we got to take into account too. And when you got Justin Jefferson, T.J. Hawkins, Jordan Anderson, yeah, they got K.J. Osborne, there. they got they got options. Yeah, in. they're too good to be zero and two. And that's the thing; it's all full circle for them now. Yeah. And both of these teams, one score games, like we yeah. touched on, they were I think damn near perfect in one score games last year. Everybody knew that doesn't happen every year, and that wasn't going to happen again. And they're seeing it right away. Yeah. But I think it's good for them to get it out of the way now because this division, from the NFC North is still up for grabs and they are still the best team on paper in that division. The Lions, I think, are playing better of a team or as a team, but I think just on paper, even with Alvin Cook being gone, um, more so on the defensive side of the ball as well. Yes, They have Justin they, Jefferson. They got though. Justin Jefferson. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson right now, he's still out to take over Sam Laporta, both Iowa tight ends. Um but Kirk Cousins, I wanted, I wanted to touch on him because this was like a 1 o'clock game, Kirk Cousins, that we saw. He had the yeah. fumble, which was costly, and goes back to them shooting themselves in the foot these last two games. They could have beat Tampa. Red zone interception, three fumbles. They really could have beat Philly, which was not a best version of themselves, but they could not stop the run to save their lives, and they shot themselves in the foot again mm-hmm. with four more fumbles. You know, that's just that's not going to win you these one-score games because that – were the things that were going their way last year, and now it's not. So you got to find a way to not let that happen yeah. and actually put yourself ahead in these games. But like I said, the division's still wide open. I think they're going to figure it out. Any team with Justin Jefferson is always going to be in it. I mean, he single-handedly yeah. kept them in that Bills game last year. I mean, I think we all remember that yeah. catch on fourth down oh, yeah. that he had. And just the impact that he makes on the field is insane. Another 11, um, 11 catches, 159 yards, it was crazy. 13 targets. Um, it was like Eagles fans, and they were like, they felt like they contained him pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Some Bucks fans were feeling the same yeah, way. They did yeah. in the second half. They did in the second half. Well, like, I'll say that. It's crazy but, when you, like a guy's that good, you go over that stat line, and you felt like they, you contained them. Like yeah. that's that's crazy. It is crazy, but it's also like, it's insane that he can do so much more. You know, like, it's kind of wild. He could be the best receiver of all time, like, in the making. Um, But I guess we can move into the next game if you guys want to talk about this Sunday uh, matchup against, uh, it was Cincinnati versus the Baltimore Ravens. Cincinnati Bengals only scored 24 points in the loss against the Ravens. The Ravens scored 27. Um, This was a rough game, like, on paper to look at. Like, I didn't watch it live, but it just, like, kind of seemed like, obviously a competitive divisional game, but... I didn't see, like, much insane highlights out of the quarterback play. It was kind of just, you know, just a gritty game. Gritty divisional game, yeah. as you would expect. Yeah, and honestly, Joe Burrow didn't look that much improved. Um, obviously, he played the full game here. That but calf is still bothering him, clearly. He can't be healthy. Logan's talked about mm. this off mic a lot, but I, I don't know. They look a little, a little shaken up, in my now, opinion. Now, a lot of people are saying you sit Joe Burrow for this Week three matchup. I'm healthy. Um, I think it's, I think it's New Orleans coming. To t- it's a Monday night game, but yeah, you got to sit him for the long run, in my opinion. If he's not 100 percent healthy, which he's not clearly in the calf, usually not that I'm a medical expert or a fucking trainer or anything, but calf injuries just from listening to more people that are educated on it than I am. Calf injuries usually tend to lean into Achilles injuries. And yep. that should Just be like yeah, that should be something that right away. Okay, yep, no doubt about it. We got to make sure he's healthy before we put him out here because it's still a, there's still 15 games left, 14 games left, whatever it is, you know. And but yeah, I mean they lost by three. Odell had another injury scare um, with his ankle. According to Harbaugh and reports, it's not serious, but. Another one of those things where it's just is this guy really ever gonna get back to what he was? Yeah. You know, I mean, 
Last time we saw him before the season, he looked like he was because he was on pace with the Super Bowl MVP of that game. Yeah. But it's just another unfortunate, unfortunate event for him. T. Higgins made his appearance after being shut out with no catches in week one, absolutely balled out, almost 100 yards, two touchdowns. But, yeah, the Bengals fall to 0-2 again. They started out like this last year. They did, If that yeah. makes you feel any bit, better, any bit better if you're a Bengals fan. But Burrow was healthy last year. He can, you can clearly yeah. see he's not healthy. And it's limiting their offense it for sure. Yeah, it is, for sure. I think Zay Flowers is an all-pro receiver one day, though. Yeah, I will say yeah. that right now. I he agree. is a stud. He's so he's, fast. He's filling in perfectly with Odell not really being there and Lamar. and He's got to step up. Yeah, and, and I, he he has the ability to do it. He, yes, yeah. if you watch him, if you watched the, the the tape in college. I mean, you saw it. Yeah, not, not a lot of people did watch that tape because he played at Boston College. He, it didn't was a, he was a good fucking that, player. As far as like his draft position, that it did, and a lot of teams yeah. sort of slept on him a little bit in that way. Still a first round pick though, right? Yeah, yeah. One one pick before the Giants. Like I, I do wish we got Zay Flowers, but I want to I want to ask you guys this though. Do you feel like Baltimore is a sneaky? Super Bowl contender coming out of the AFC? I don't think so because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really believe in Lamar because I, I saw several. As, as far several, as what, just to win the playoff game? Just to, I don't think he can go to the Super Bowl, especially now that you know Dobbins is hurt. The run game is, I mean, it's okay. They have some backs there, but it's not great. Um, unless they you know get dropped to Taylor or something, but I don't know. I, I just saw several instances on Sunday where I, I watched Lamar. He's an overthrow, an underthrow, yeah. a, a sack on his part. Which then he did turn up in the second half and you know kind of put them away and he, mm-hmm. he, he did ball out but there's still a lot they, of instances right? they still averaged four point eight yards of carry on the ground had just under two hundred yards as a team yeah the, the run game in general is pretty good but it's, you, it's always going to be there but without J K Dobbins it's just right. a, and, and a the, factor of, a, of just electricity a lot of those guys are going to be more injuries and stuff like that and just I don't know when it, when it's December and, and I mean they have like Gus Edwards he's Gus Bus but. I don't know. I just think they, they need to get like a Jonathan Taylor or something like that. Just, that office would be would take the office to another level. They should have got Dalvin Cook, but um, I don't know. I don't really trust them. To, I I haven't seen Lamar win that meaningful game yet. I know he had that unanimous MVP season not too long ago, but it's kind of starting to feel long ago. Yeah. Um, and Five years ago now, the right? excuses are kind of over. Like yeah. I grant they should he be winning. Well, now, yeah. They should be winning but this game. As long as he like, stays healthy, there's no excuses this year. Yeah. I agree. Because he hasn't been healthy ever since that really that season, really. Which has always been the thing about him, why people don't trust him. But if he stays healthy, I'm really going to be interested to see. My doubt and frustration really just comes from like what I see like out of him as a passer sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, they are built. This organization is full sound, always competitive, always a sub like above average defense to a top ten defense. They have the talent. They have Lamar Jackson. He was a fucking MVP. Like you got to give him that, but. Honestly, when it comes down to clutch hour, I don't know if he's going to be able to beat Mahomes or one of those bigger teams in a playoff game, a one-and-done situation. I just don't know if the, the Ravens have those like X-factors that can carry not only just the offense with Lamar, but like support mm. him. You know, because like Zay Flowers is young, Odell is aging. I think, I think Zay... J.K. I mean, Dobbins, if, like if when does to, he play, bro? If, if I have to stick with my prediction of... Flowers being an all-pro, I think he will turn into that X-Factor. And they still have Mark Andrews, another injury concern with yeah. him. But Mark he's, Andrews is still a top-five tight end. But it's not really saying much of the tight end. Like, yeah. he's, he's honestly spiraled down since last year, in my opinion. Like, a lot. Like I know he's like got the injury problems, but on the stat sheet, he's like sometimes just not even on the fucking field, it mm. looks like, in my he's opinion. He's a boomer bust. 
He is. Especially he if is. you're talking fantasy wise. I now, had him last year. What, that's what really, so you're a little biased. Oh, little 100%. Biased. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely am not the biggest you know, Mark Andrews guy. Now, what I'm, what I'm looking at, though, and a lot of it is riding on the health of this team, which is something that has been their biggest downfall, especially as of late. But within the next four to five weeks, they're going to be playing the Browns again and also the Steelers again. That's going to be three divisional games in the first five to six weeks. And they've still looked the best out of this division, out of everybody else that's playing right now. Nick Chubb's also Ravens? hurt. Yeah, the oh, Ravens yeah, out of that yeah. division. And if they can get up three divisional games against three different opponents, then they play the Browns and Bengals each again. So they're going to finish out two of the divisional series, they're one with shape. the Browns, one with the Bengals. By the time three, four, five, six, seven, eight, by the time week 10 comes. By the time week 10 comes, they're only going to have one more divisional game. So that is something that I'm going to look at. And if they can capitalize right now where the state of this division is, they're going to be setting, sitting pretty. And the rest of the schedule doesn't really get easier because towards the end, they do have the Jags, they do have the Niners, and they have the Dolphins in a three-week span. So that's when we're really going to be able to tell, is this team really going to make a legitimate push or not? Yeah. And if they can if they can split those games, go 2-1 and one or something like that, or they also play the Rams um, in there, if they can go 2-2, two 3-2 and 3-2 two, and two around there, they're going to be sitting in a nice 1-2 seed. You, you really never know. Um, I think they have the possibility for sure to win that division. But when it comes down to when they get into the playoffs, mm-hmm. like and you're, you're saying that they can contend for the Super Bowl Super or asking Bowl. that question, yep. I don't know if they can go against like some of like the top tier, not only offenses, but defenses is where my main concern with the Ravens is. When they play a 49ers defense, how is Lamar going to pass the yeah. ball? When they play well, a Chiefs I'm defense. About the like, Super Bowl. Yeah. The Chiefs defense isn't elite by any means. It's but like, it's also led by phenomenal coaching. Yes. And it Nick will, Bolton's it, a stud. And we all know what Chris, Chris Jones, Jones is. But there's Carlotta's had a huge he's, game. He's massive, he had a bro. huge game against, uh, I think he was a Purdue boy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a 31 a, overall pick, bro, yeah, in the first round. Yeah. He was projected to go top 10, top 15 at the start of that season. At some point, yeah. But yeah, I think he had like three sacks against Josh Jones last week. We'll touch on that, but, but it's also, I'm never, ever counting out a Steelers coach team by 100%. Mike Tomlin. I know they look shit. I know they do. I know they do. But like, when it comes to like week four, week five, I'm hoping to see that a turnaround. That was a great win last night. Or Monday night, two nights ago. It was. They, they really had to dig deep. And that's a young team, an offense that still trying to find their identity, trying yeah. to work things out. They need to run the ball. But they can't. They, they, they can't. Just, Dude, I'm telling you, bro. Ever since his rookie season, Najee has just declined. Yeah. Enough. And it's not saying it's all on him. I'm not trying to slout, slight him at all. But the production's slower. not there. And it's just, he's not the same back that we saw his rookie year. And everyone kept saying, no, 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 no. I mean, Logan fucking, not you, Logan Rosano, and our fantasy lead, shout out to him took him with his second overall pick, I think. Not with the second overall pick, but his second pick in the second round. Mm. I'm pretty sure he drafted him. And I was scratching my head at that one. I'm not going to be mad. It's just... Maybe there's something there, you know? Who knows? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe maybe he, was, he was sold on the preseason. Because that offense looked great in the preseason. It did. My bad. It is the preseason. It Yeah, it did look really good in the preseason. And that's a game we'll, we'll definitely touch up on towards the end of the episode. But... Yeah, no, the honestly, this game, the Ravens and Cincinnati, to kind of finalize it, it just sounds like maybe in the room here, this panel room here, we're not completely sold on either team. Mm. I, I'm not I'm not, not scared of that division. Yeah, I, s- I still think the Bengals are going to have a chance as long as Burrow's healthy. And, and so if, we, if he's healthy, though. If, if Until he's ruled out and just declared not healthy and they're going to be missing him for an extended period of time, I'm still betting on them winning the division. 
I'm just really? sort of playing that type of like devil's advocate with the with the Ravens in that scenario because you got to look at the schedule and like look at everything around them and be like, okay, yeah, they really could get something going here in this yeah. division specifically For at sure. least, you know. But a lot of that's gonna ride on Joe Burrow because I think Joe Burrow just elevates that team yeah. around him more than any other quarterback or just person alone on any of the other teams does with their with their clubs. So since like Brady. Yeah. Besides, like him, obviously he's not in the league anymore. Joe Burrow's just a winner. Yeah, he is. Man. He, he's his confidence is infectious. And you got T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. You know, you know who else is doing that right now? No God, goddamn Baker Mayfield. Oh, I thought you were Baker saying Mayfield. Jones. Yeah, he is. We yeah, we'll definitely a, touch on that's it. a good transition, I guess, to into that game. Well, well, actually, the next game chronologically is a game I really want to talk about. It's the Seattle Seahawks mm. versus the Detroit Lions. Yes. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks won 37-31 in overtime. Um, sadly, was not able to watch this game live. I literally had my ESPN fantasy app open, in, open watching the play-by-play the entire time at work. Um, and it hurt me. It hurt me so much because, and just as a Lions fan, I just want to get my feelings and thoughts out of the way. Uh, and I already did the post-game episode, but our defense just looked like it was last year. Obviously, the pick six from Goff did not help. Great play by a very good defense. Devin Witherspoon, let me just say one thing about him. He looks like he could definitely make Pro Bowl this year if he keeps this up. He looks fucking good, guys. Like that guy looks fucking good. That defense is good. It's a it's above average. I know this is a high scoring game. It doesn't really tell tale to That's that. That's a good defense. Um, but it like it's coached by a first ballot Hall of Famer in Pete Carroll, a guy I will always respect. Um, and, and you got to give props to Colby Bryant and Tariq Woolen. Those guys play very well. Julian Love too had 13 tackles on yes. the team in this game. Yeah, from the Giants. You know, know shout out to Julian Love. Thing about him though is he leads all safeties in yards given up. Mm. That so is, I, I saw something saying like the Giants. The Giants like they, they saw something that, there. Yeah. But I will shout out some Lions players. Shout out to no one on our defense besides Alex Anzalone, the only guy that put up a fucking QB pressure in this game with two of their starting tackles out, which is insane. Like we were shut down. Mm-hmm. We were shut down on defense. That was what. That's what pissed me off more than anything. And another thing I want to shout out is Josh Reynolds and Amon Ra. Amon Ra had over 100 yards this game. He's a dog. But Josh Reynolds, he continues to like kind of flourish in the system a little bit. Like we saw him get those big catches last year, but the first two weeks now, he he's definitely filling into what role they're asking him to, and, and not dropping any passes. Got a, he caught a really nice ball from Goff. I think it was like a 26-yard TD pass. He he zipped it. Goff zipped it in and sure-handed Josh Reynolds as usual. You know, you know, minus the fact that he's not wearing the 83 when he was with the Rams. Those guys look like they've been doing it. You know, they have chemistry. They they do, and he's a sure-handed receiver for the Lions. Um, I really wish that Jameer Gibbs would utilize more in this game, um, but I feel like they're slowly breaking him in. David Montgomery's putting up the numbers you would ask, but it was just the point where you know we came down, got carted off with the hamstring. It was it was a it was a thigh bruise mm-hmm. later found out, so okay, he's actually so going to be he's going to be good. Yeah. But they did Probably elevate the sweet, they did elevate. Um, Xavier Knight, Zonovan uh, Knight, Zonovan. Yeah. Excuse me if I if I mispronounce uh, your name, bro. Um, but I, I'm a little worried about overall our injuries. Vitae's injured. CJ Gardner's on IR. Um, yeah, what happened to him? I think pack, it was torn pec, right? Torn pec. Um, so oh, he's so it's not something that was lingering from the offseason no, injury because he was, was he was questionable up until week one too. It may have been something like that, but I, I don't think it I was, bro. Because he like was, it was a lower he was genuinely surprised, and his Instagram post was pretty sad about yeah. it, but. Um, that sucks. that hurts. Yeah, that sucks. hurts a lot. So we're gonna be elevating. Gosh, I hope I hope Jerry Jacobs is not gonna be. De- but Brian Branch with the reps though. I, he will, but like he needs to be playing where he is right now. He had a decent game, 
But what were your guys' thoughts on this game? Uh, the, the Seahawks, Geno came back to life. Week one, he struggled and came back to life. Tyler Lockett played like Tyler Lockett does. Uh, gave me some good value in fantasy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Seahawks are going to be a good team this year for sure. They're, they're right in that division contending. Um, ultimately, I think the 49ers will probably you know win the division. But Seattle's no slouch. They are no slouch. For, um, and if Geno's playing well, I mean, they have, they have the run game. They have the pass game. They have the defense. Like why? Like they could even be a Super Bowl contender. Like I don't know. Like it, it depends on Geno really. If Geno plays well in, in the playoffs, once they get there, they could be a Super Bowl contender. Pete Carroll's done it before. I mean, we'll, I don't see. Why I'd not. feel more comfortable in the Ravens being a Super Bowl contender than the Seahawks. Think so? Yeah, um, I yeah. agree with that. Uh, because think, just because I feel like the Seahawks division is way harder. Yeah. Like they will have to face they, the 49ers. The but I see what you're doing. I see what you're putting together though. I, I really do. No, Especially with Pete Carroll. I love do you guys ever see the videos of him in practice oh, rolling yeah. out and throwing dimes and oh, people yeah. saying shit about Don't get him. me wrong. AFC is way harder and I agree with you. But like I feel like the top teams in the NFC are solidified as like those top teams like Eagles and 49ers. Yeah, for sure. You have to pass Cow- those Cowboys. blockades. Cowboys. The Cowboys yeah. too. You have to pass those blockades and I don't, I don't know if Geno's going to be able to overcome the Dallas Cowboys defense. You know, but I don't see why not though. They have the they have the weapons to do it. They have the weapons, but when it comes it down, to, down it, to him, yeah. we saw Zach Wilson with the weapons out there and, and it, ten points. And the Seahawks and Cowboys have a history in the playoffs, don't they? They do actually. Yeah. They do. I think was that the catch? I think so. No, think, no, that was the Packers game. Okay. Yeah, it was the Packers. It was, pa- it was okay. in Lambeau. Okay. Packers Seahawks. Lambeau. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Cowboys and Cowboys and Seahawks have definitely had some good matchups. So I think that was the Jermaine Curse catch. I want to say or was that the Packers too? I think it was the Jermaine Curse catch. Yeah, in Seattle, I think. Yeah, I think so. Was uh, that like 2016? Something like that. I don't know. Something if like we, that. We could be completely early off. Russell Wilson like days. Idiots. Yeah. Um, but overall, Brandon, you didn't really voice your thoughts on this game. Yeah, anything to add? Yeah, I thought this was sort of going to be a trap game for Detroit in a way, mm-hmm. and. It, Sort of did turn out, yeah. unfortunately. And I was really, I was right there with you. Two starting tackles out, I thought they were going to run. I mean, Aiden Hudson alone, I thought was just going to run all over that offensive line and just ruin the day for Geno. And they were getting everybody bought in on these blue ski mask things and this and that. And I thought I really wanted to pick them in my survivor lead, and I was high on them just like everybody else. Then I like came back to earth a little bit. I was like, this kind of looks like a trap game because it's the completely – we saw a complete opposite out of the two teams in week one. The yeah. Seahawks looked like fucking shell themselves. Lions didn't play exceptionally great, but they, they fucking beat, beat the Chiefs, Chiefs you yeah. know, and they played good enough. Jared Goff looked great that game. Defense was making plays. Brian Branch had the pick six, you know. You remember just as just as good as we do. Besides the pick but, six, three touchdowns over 320 yards, like yeah. I, 126 QBR. I, I'll Goff take played, that out Goff of Goff played good. Yeah. Only seven or eight incompletions. Another comfortable game from Jared Goff, and he... He knows what he's capable of doing, and he knows that he can do it with the weapons he has. Mm-hmm. And he knows that he's confident. He's and he never he confident. doesn't have the confidence in himself. Not only I mean he does, but not only that is what I'm trying to say. He is trusts his guys. The guys that are on the sideline calling the plays, and the guys above him have that same amount of confidence that's in him. A and team that's that's like and they're, they're that's, gelled. For and sure. that wasn't the case in Los Angeles no. with the Rams or St. No. Louis, whatever. Yeah. You know, no. they, he's like a body he probably had the confidence in himself, but he. There was always we knew it. He probably knew it. The guys on the sideline didn't really have that same confidence in him. And no, yeah, no. Dan Campbell has erupted a fucking animal out of Jared Goff to say the least. Because he's still getting better at twenty nine, bro. Like we're yeah. seeing him. Like because it. Like I talked about this with fucking Rush. Me and Rush were just watching highlights one day, 
And I'm like, and this was like old golf tape and not old, old, but you know, like early Lions career. Like he's not a guy that's going to extend the play. No. Like he's not relying on that. And he knows that. So you have to, you have to fucking be zoned in. Everything that Zach Wilson is not, Jared Goff is. Mm. His IQ is probably five times better than Zach Wilson's. No offense, Justin Fields. No offense to any Trey Lance fans. Like those guys have all the attributes. But if you don't have the mindset or the football IQ to use them, you yeah, will right. fail. Mm-hmm. And you don't have the coaching Tom staff. Brady, that, look at him. Like, like he, bro, look at like his forty, bro. Look at his forty. Nah, Brady was Brady was athletic, but like no, like not compared to fucking Zach Wilson. It's just it's the proof in the pudding that Peyton Manning straight up said, "You can win a Super Bowl with Jared Goff." I trust yeah. Peyton Manning. Tony Dungy predicted the Lions to beat the Chiefs opening night. I think that genuinely you can use a quarterback like this, like a Sam Howell, like a Baker Mayfield. We're going to touch up on him. That it doesn't have all those attributes that you ask for out of like Patrick Mahomes or Lamar. He can play the position. He can play the position better than others. Have the confidence and know the playbook, bro. And speaking on this game right here, I I think this could be like a playoff matchup. I agree. Like let's say the Lions get the third seed because let's say 49ers Eagles have have one and two in some whichever order. Yeah. Lions have the third seed, and then they'll play what the fifth seed, right? I was gonna. I'm. I'm literally so harsh. Or sixth seed. I'm saying the Giants. I mean the the Lions get the like fifth or sixth, bro. Because I, I don't. I don't then. They're not gonna win the division. I. I don't. I don't know. Because the Packers. I'm scared of the Packers. I want to yeah. do. I'm. Like, I, I'm not play. scared of Jordan Love, I'm but I'm scared of that defense. I, I know they didn't perform well. And though. trust me, I'm just as biased against the Packers being a Bears fan. But just this year alone, I wouldn't be... I think he does have a better chance. I, I have I wouldn't to, be worried about... I'd be more worried about the Vikings than I would be the Packers. I would. I have to see the Lions beat the Packers in the first matchup to actually when be like, play? okay, we're... I'm not too sure. I beat them in weeks 18 last year, knocking out of the playoffs yeah, with Aaron Rodgers. But this last is year, this New is year. a rejuvenated yeah. offense. Like it's I'm, I'm going to give the same respect to the Bears. I'm going to give the same respect mm-hmm. to the Vikings. I hear I'm, you. Because like this, this is a gritty division. When they play, when all these teams play, they've been playing for years. You don't know who's gonna win, bro. You really don't. The way I feel that way is because when it comes down to the crunch time, I'm still taking Jared Goff over Jordan Love, dude. I will. Yeah. When it comes to matchups, yes. Jordan Love had a position to win the game. Two minutes left, crunch time. He was not making the throws he needed to make. He had the time. He had the open looks. He was not making them. And Jared Goff in that position, he's going to. He excels. He, d- he that's, does. That's bro. the only thing, as of right now, until we see them play, like you said, that's the only thing I'm giving them the advantage on because that's what it's going to come down to. Because I think that they do have the edge at receiver with some of their weapons right now. They have more apl- the Packers, Christian Watson, Romeo Dodds. Christian really? Watson has been playing. I don't agree with I think you guys I think have a obviously, lot better yeah, weapons. I think, I think so too. Amon yeah. Ra, yes, but when you actually, Christian Watson is more of a threat, in my opinion, than Josh Reynolds or like some well, of our lessons. Well, he's better. not playing until well, like when week it comes, six. Christian Watson, he's played yet. Oh, he hasn't played? No, yeah, okay. he's been out the first two weeks. Romeo okay. Dobbs has looked good, but... Dude, I like Romeo, though. I'm not going to lie. I and like you're him. you're still going to take Aaron Jones into account. But Jameer Gibbs is also still getting factored in. But he led the lead in, not the lead, the team in targets last week. He had and broken targets, tackles. Had seven, had seven catches, only seven carries for 17 yards, which you want to see him get more involved with that, which I think we will. And All I'm going to say is this might be like the Packers. And the, the only reason I'm giving them the, like, the credit and the – you know, maybe the respect, maybe being it's a little generous, been good for is so it's long. because yeah. this rivalry is so real, and they're not going to forget that we came in and ruined their playoff yeah. chances, bro. And that's Matt Lafleur. He's been a, a two-time thirteen and three coach. Yeah. Like he got Aaron Rodgers. He didn't get him those two yeah. MVPs. Ayahuasca and Percocets did, <laughs> but 
like he was a part of that. You know, you got to give him props. I'm going to give oh, him yeah. respect. He's a great coach. And Jordan Love, I, I know he's looked rough in certain aspects of the game. But he's good though. Like, On paper, he is. He is a, he is no a decent quarterback yeah, right now. No picks. And don't get me wrong. Maybe he's the, only get better. Maybe the past defenses he's gone against have been a little lackluster. But like when you break Falcons it down, pretty good pass defense though. He, yeah, they're still yeah, but finding. Christian the Watson, not they have good there. individual players, but as a unit, they're still trying to find their identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I think it's only it's only going to go up from here. He's already been playing really well. Four of those six touchdowns are I touchdowns mean, that are still, no credit to him, but they're still they still is Jaguars, and you still have the guy from get him credit for it, but. You still got to look deeper into it. And I'm still not taking. I'm not. I'm not feeling better about the Packers than I am the Lions as far as winning that division. I, I feel you. But I agree with that. I guess when we break it down to like the season, but I I do want to like keep my eye on the Packers. Yeah, as you yeah. should. And yeah. as you said, that defense is the best in the division. But by I guess a good, by a good amount, but by a good amount. And what lost you guys this stand against Seattle was a turnover battle. They had none. You guys had three, and yeah, that's that a is, and that's yeah. a defense in Green Bay that's going to create the same type of turnovers. And we we just needed our defense to make stops because even with our three, we were we created the tie. We mm-hmm. brought it to OT. We and just needed yeah, a stop. One of those turnovers was a pick six, and it wasn't yeah. for that, obviously, too. You can say that, but circumstances, least, yes, but in, in retrospect, yes. At least this game is week two rather than week fourteen, eighteen, yeah, or even later, is. yeah. I agree, but I feel like we would have, even with the pick six, if our defense was able to stop later on in the game, like once or twice on some of the touchdown drives, we still would have been able to win. We still would have been able to win, excuse me. Our offense is way better. Like, Goff was, he was playing insane, bro. Like, over 300 yards, three touchdowns, like, that's a fucking, that's, that's elite play from a quarterback. The pick six, obviously not good, but, you know, it's one of those plays. He was trying to force the ball, I get it. But you don't feel completely sour about that loss. No, I I, I don't. I'm a loss, a loss sucks either way. But. I'm more upset with the defense not even doing what I thought they would. I predicted a massive game out of Aiden Hutchinson and Josh Pascal, who's on IR now. So yeah. we, we we lost and, a lot and, of guys. And, um, uh, the Ed Rusher, the Caden Loves. James Houston. James Houston. Well, he's, he's not on there. IR. He's out, though. But he's going to be out for, yeah. like, he's on PUP. So yeah. he, he's going to be returning this year, but... He'll, you know, that's this is prime time because we have the depth. I'm not going to sit here and question our depth. Aline McNeil needs to step up. Isaiah Bugs needs to step up like he did last year. He had four and a half sacks. Let's get back to pressure. Let's let's elevate James, uh, not James Season, but Aiden Hutchinson. Let's bring in some of the Jam, John Kaminsky. Get him in there. He's only a third down guy, but get him in there. But we'll move on to the next game. I can talk about the Lions forever. <laughs> um, the Colts versus the Texans. The Colts won handedly, 31 to 20 over the Houston Texans. Mitchumania. Um, Minshew did come in and ball out. Uh, AR did get injured. Yeah, he had early, early two rushing touchdowns. Early, like very early, like first touchdown of the day. First two touchdowns. Of yeah, the day. first. Yeah, really. Well, maybe not in the entire league, but was, yeah. for, for that game, he had the, they were within a minute and a half of each other. But honestly, I think even though the Colts won this game handedly, I think the story of the game is CJ Stroud. What do you guys think? Brandon, if you wanted to talk about this, I know you've kind of been high on what they've been doing with CJ Stroud. I agree with it though. Yeah. I feel like from the media standpoint, it, it isn't, but as far as what our general consensus is, I agree. I mean, 47 pass attempts, completed 30 of them, 300 yards again, almost 400. And the Colts is not like a bad defense no, at all. Like, it's not. a good defense. And two touchdowns to the air as well. They got sacked six times, so that definitely doesn't line oh, yeah. you. They couldn't get any run game going, so. But Nico Collins is another, also another story of this game. Tank Dell as mm-hmm. well. Um, two very young receivers that are just really working on chemistry and developing their chemistry with a very young quarterback right now. And 
this is literally the best case scenario for a very, very, very bad team that just drafted a quarterback in the first overall or the first like top five picks and has young receivers and just throwing them out there and seeing what you can do. You're not going to win games. You're not expected to win games, but he's out there throwing fucking 91 pass attempts in his first two games. He's looking efficient. He's making reads. He's making throws out of the pocket. He's extended plays, and he's giving you exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing any I mean, like really negative signs from him. This is from the way CJ Stroud's handling it, from the way the coaching staff's handling it, from the way the front office is handling it. This is exactly how you handle a first-year rookie quarterback that you're trying to build your franchise around for the next 15 prime, to so years. Prime example of what you should do. Shout out to D'Amico Ryan. So I, I, I loved the fact that they hired him. He's going to be a good coach for this organization. Yeah. And he's going to turn it around. He, he, he fits will. Houston. Maybe not in the next two, three years, but in the next five, six years, this team will be something that's going to be formidable in the mm-hmm. South, and you got to watch out for him. And I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be looking out mainly for the defense because he's a defensive-minded guy. And he has Derek Stanley and Will Anderson to work with. And they've been well, playing very well. Yeah. And Derek Stanley in Week One played very well. Uh, Anderson got his first first sack in Week One as well. And. One thing I did want to touch up on, and I agree with what you said completely, um, but I think that they're handling C.J. Stroud perfectly. They're not resulting in wins, but they're resulting in production. Progress. And honestly, if I'm the Houston's, if I'm Houston's front office owner, coach, I'm looking at this entire year as a preseason year. Like, get young guys up there, get veteran guys to prove themselves again. Get this team ready to go. You'll probably win four or five games this year at max, but it'll show way more upside than the Panthers. It'll show way more upside than, no offense, Brandon, what the Bears have showed. Oh, 100%. Um, at least with the passing game. Um, but I, I just overall think that the Houston Texans, if you're a fan, you you got to genuinely be hopeful for this organization. Logan, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, for how, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's another rebuilding year. It's going to take time. Uh, D'Amico, the defense looks good with him. Um, yeah, they didn't look too great week two, but week one they played well against Lamar. Uh, it's it's going to take time. The offensive line is beaten and battered right now badly. I think like three starters have been hurt since week one. Like, yeah. Before week one, it's like two games in a row. Not a good sign. Why Damian Pierce has not been producing at all. Um, two yards of carry. In this yeah, yeah. Not from Pierce, but as a team. Well, but, Pierce had 2.1 yards. Yeah, I think, I think um, Kenyon Green, the first round pick last year, he's like out for the year, I think, or something like that. Uh, Juice Scruggs, our second round pick center, he, he's been hurt. Like I think he's been on yeah. IR. And Dalton think, Schultz uh, has been a flop for them, too. Yeah, honestly. yeah. And who's Titus Howard? He's been hurt, too. That's yeah. three, yeah, three starters. Three, three now, high draft Stroud starters. also did put the ball on the ground twice, lost one of them, but that's yeah. just going to happen from like the scenario has been put into being thrust into the wolves. You know, that's sort of a tribute to what I was saying earlier. Some other big stories about this. We were touching on Will Anderson, but the Texans also had zero sacks on either AR or Minshew. So that's something that, a little bit of alarming when you take the number three overall. I'm not saying he's going to get you sacks every game and he's going to carry that defense, but... But it's also to the point where Gardner Minshew, they didn't expect, obviously, AR to get knocked out of the mm-hmm. game. Gardner comes in, the guy you don't have tape on. You 19, know. Yeah. 19 yeah, for 23, 171 yards and a touchdown from Minshew Mania. And he was a safe player. He played within the system. Yeah. They, they got out of there with a win, handedly. Um, another Two other storylines I got from this is, one, I think Texan, the, I think Houston actually beats Indy come their second matchup this year. Mm. I, I okay. honestly do, based off this performance. Okay. And another thing is, 
I'm just more so excited to see this AR-15 and CJ Stroud match it up for the next five to ten years, hopefully maybe even longer in this yeah. division. Playing the two rivalry times a might year. emerge here. And just lastly, Zach Moss had a very very productive day: five yards a carry, 88 yards on 18 carries, and a touchdown as well. What does that mean for Jonathan Taylor in this situation? You That's have all these thinking. you have all these teams that are experiencing running back injuries and need running back help. His name keeps getting floated around all over the place in the trade talks. He's still showing up to close facilities and practicing with the team and what he can do or whatever it is. I'm not quite sure what their restrictions and whatnot are. But what, is, what does that mean for him? If Zach Moss keeps producing at this level, Jonathan Taylor is still due to come back after week four. I just think it means that he's going to come back and play better than that. For the Colts, though, or for somebody yeah, else? For the Colts. At okay. least till they trade him. Okay. At least because that's, that's actually something I'm taking into account when I'm saying the Texans are going to beat Indy next time they play. Is Jonathan Taylor's not going to be there? He's going to be on another team. But if they can't figure out how to improve two yards of carry, they're not going to really beat anyone. Yeah. But I think one of their wins this year will be a divisional game, and I think it's going to be against Indy. It's the better chance they have compared to Jacksonville and Tennessee as well. Yeah, and Tennessee. Maybe think, Tennessee, but yeah. Derrick Henry's still there. So. And I just think by the time. Their next matchup comes around. I can. I'm gonna check exactly when that is. I think D'Amico Ryan's is gonna have C.J. Stroud and this team ready to actually yeah. prove themselves a little bit more and actually like, okay, this team is gonna be something we have to look out for in this division. At least they don't play again until week 18. Okay. So it was their last game of the season. Okay. So we'll see. We'll, we'll get see. the There's final product of, of the rookie year of C.J. So yeah, a lot of time it, that's gonna be a very. I'm gonna mark that game on my schedule, honestly, because you're gonna have. I mean, granted, they're both still healthy. Oh, it's gonna be. It's are. gonna be like a fucking draft pick game. Well, that, but you're gonna have the final product of the season for the rookie seasons of A.R. Yeah. and C.J. Stroud and a divisional match. That's gonna be something. To it's gonna be like who sure. has the fifth pick and who has the sixth pick. Um, gonna fight for it. But I guess we can talk about the next game that was slated on Sunday. Um, the Chicago Bears traveled to Tampa Bay and Go played at Raymond James against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers won 27-17 to against Brandon's Bears. I know you're going to probably have a bunch of content <laughs> on Windy City's uh, reports, so we'll probably wind up not covering everything you want to talk about. But we'll but save still, some of the juice. Still give, still give your guys' takes, though, for yeah. sure. Um, I'll just get mine out there for what I have to say. I'm more so just happier about that this wasn't a blowout like Brady was predicting nonstop in that bus preview episode. And yes, we still lost by 10, but with up till five minutes left in the game, maybe even less on that pick six on the screen, which Levante David and the defense knew was coming. Shout out to the Bears coaches and Luke Getzey for that in the play calling. Three straight screens backed up Same in the end zone. Um, so, I mean, you're only bound to throw a pick six like that. They know it's coming. They know exactly where Khalil Herbert's going to drop off to. And we saw Shaq Barrett make a play. And shout out to him, guy. though. Yeah. I, I've always been a fan of Shaq Barrett. And obviously, we all know the situation that happened with his daughter. Yeah, um, rest sucks. in peace to her. But it was really beautiful and cool to see him at that moment and dedicated, dedicated to her. To her yeah. But it was still a three-point game up until that play. And the Bears had the ball left and had to go 98 yards to try to win it, which I really had no faith in. Yeah. But it's... I'll pretty much just leave it at that, but I'm obviously still not happy with the outcome. I saw some improvements, but also some regression from Justin Field in some ways, which I'll touch on. But overall, I did expect to win this game because I thought we were just going to wipe it clean. Because I thought week one, the Bears looked at it as still preseason, so I looked at it the same way. And I really, based off the Bucks week one performance and what their strengths and weaknesses are, it fed into what our very few strengths were in week one, so I sort of was basing it off that, and sort of did 
go to the opposite because Rashad White ran all over us in a way, and I did not think that was going to happen at all. But like I said, I'm just more so happy it wasn't a blowout like everyone was sort of thinking mm-hmm. it was going to be. And shout out to Baker Mayfield. I'll touch on the Bucks as well. He's doing exactly what he needs to do mm-hmm. as far as saving his career and exactly what he needs to do as far as running that Bucks offense. He has so many weapons. He has a first ballot. Mm-hmm. He has a first ballot Hall of Famer at his disposal. He has a true wide receiver number one on any Pro other Bowler. team and Pro Bowler out of Chris Godwin. Tate Auden is not not Wait, a bad tight end. Plays, yeah. He is not a bad tight end. Rashad White, as far as out of the backfield as a pass catcher, is always gonna be formidable. Then Trey Palmer as well. Very sneaky wide receiver three, and they have the weapons, and Baker's getting it to them, and they have the protection on the O line. And even even doing a little more though, like Baker's doing, he, he he's doing and a little more, and a little bit more. That play where he was getting dragged down and threw that little sidearm yeah. pass, it didn't result in a first down, but it gave his team a mm-hmm. chance to get the first and down energy, on, a, on a third down. You know? Like and now it still does worry me how they came out in week one, but still week one first half it does. Sort of leave it in your mind, though, that can happen on any given day. And if that happens, is Baker really the guy that you trust to, you be, be, to be in a shootout and bring you back when you're three touchdowns down? I mean, we saw that game with the Rams on Thursday night last year. Shout out to him. That was one of the coolest performances ever, bringing his team down the field there and winning it yeah. right after being signed on that Thursday night game. That was actually pretty cool. I remember that but, game. And I've always been a fan of Baker. I've always rooted for him. Going into the Browns organization as the number one overall pick with the history that they have, they're just as cursed, if not worse, than the Bears are when it comes to quarterbacks. Worse. I say worse. Yeah, and to go in there and to be in that environment and to still be successful, you set the rookie record in touchdown passes, you beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in a playoff game, and still to be treated the way he was didn't work out sort of the way they expected to. And to still come back and be now on his fourth team in like two years or some shit, and yeah. he's, he's playing for his career, and he's doing good. And maybe the Bucks have found their guy for the next two to three years just to see what might happen. But, yeah. um, I still don't think he's ever going to get you over that next step, especially when you have the teams that you do in the NFC. Yeah. I mean, we're going to see it this week. Um, Philly's coming into town to play Tampa. They're very, very hurt. The Eagles are. James Bradbury's been out. He's pretty much been the only cornerback to ever really lock down Mike Evans along with Marshawn Lattimore at times. He's going to be out. Their best safeties. Um, fuck, I can't think of his name right now. Antoine Winfield? Um, no, uh, for Philly. Oh. Um, Damn. He, what's his name? He's only been there about a year. He has the same last name as somebody else. Oh, my God, this is going to blow me. I'm going to find it out, though, real quick. Oh, I forget it, too. I'm not going to move on until I find this. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what's crazy? Look, when it comes to safety, safety in the mock draft episode, if you guys ever listen to that, um... I literally had Brian Branch going number 10 to the Eagles <laughs> in the draft. Shit, after that week one game, kind of looked like it. I, I legit was like, damn, bro, did we get a guy that could be, you know. He's good. Yeah, I think so, too. I really enjoy watching him play. Reed Blankenship. Reed Blankenship. Yeah. He's, uh, Blankenship. he's a very good safety. Because I always saw the R Blankenship. I'm like, Rodrigo Blankenship mm-hmm. playing safety for the Eagles? Dude, what if he Kicker switched the positions? Yeah, <laughs> positions? But he's going to be out as well. So if there's a time for the Bucks to catch the Eagles in a trap game it's going to be this week but when it comes down to it end of the season I don't think the Bucks really are going to stand a chance against a team like the Cowboys or the Niners or the Eagles but they can win this division and one thing um, about this game and some of the other games from the teams in that division is that we all thought this was going to be the worst division on the football or a lot of people did at least towards the bottom and the Panthers are living up to it but the yeah. the Bucks, the Saints and the Falcons are all 2-0 yeah so they're really defying the odds in a sense. Yeah. But and um 
Go ahead. No, yeah, my yeah, bad. That was, that's all I had, pretty much. My, my thoughts, essentially, were I was disappointed in the Bears' offense, for sure. Their defense also looked a little lackluster, mm-hmm. especially for a defensive-minded head coach. I figured it would they'd be able to contain... Baker, you know, it's we all know what he was, you know, in the, in the past, but now he's kind of reviving himself. Um, but the Bucks' offense looks really good, like well-rounded. I'm su- I'm very surprised myself. Brady even predicted the Rashad White touchdown uh, in that uh, pregame episode of the Bucks. So Rashad White might be something going into the season, at least you know something for the season. But Baker looks above average, and he looks like he can actually. You know, maybe lead this team to some wins this year, and There's I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sleep on the Bucks because Baker's playing at a confident level, and when he has confidence, and he's a guy that plays he's with good. emotions, he's they very win good. This division. They, they I could. think so as well. Yeah, for sure. They, they, they could. They could very well win this division and host a playoff game. I think it's, it's between them and, and them and the Falcons. That playoff game could be against the Eagles or the Cowboys, which is really going to be unfortunate. Maybe the Giants. Yeah. If yeah. that's the case, then that you could actually fancy the Bucks to win the game in the playoff. I'd have to go to that game. I mean, if it's at Raymond, yeah, I mean, we got to check it out. To to we all got to go yeah. at that point, right? Dude, I have to pay for it. Fuck it. Like, I literally just, like, Fred Fred buyer it <laughs> and just walk. Did you guys, like, look, Interval, did you see him at that fashion runway? Yeah, that shit's funny. I think, I, think oh. I, I would just, like, shoot yeah. on the field. <laughs> As of just now, per, or per Ian Rappaport, the Bears defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, resigned this morning. What the fuck? Well, good. Well, he didn't travel with the team... Uh, to Tampa and Iberflus took over for the defensive play calling but it was all for personal reasons wow. and he had a very poor performance against the Packers week one but yeah he's just yeah. completely resigned wow they probably had, like yo bro you're good just yeah. take, stay home stay at home <laughs> but yeah the fact that Iberflus called that game on defense is also it's scary insane, yeah. they um, did it look a lot better and we were getting pressure at some moments but we just we're not seeing the playmaking we need to see from Ndokwe and other than that, that D-line is just worse than last year, unfortunately. What about Gervin Dexter? He's just really not playing. He's not anyone that's going to – he's more of like a run-stopper, and he's doing good at filling in that role. So is Zach Pickens. They've been – in the very short stints they've been having on the field, they've been making an impact, just causing havoc in the interior of the D-line. But they can only do so much. And Tyreek Stevenson was just picked out all game by Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I mean, rookie cornerback, you kind of had to expect that. But yeah, you asked a lot of him, and that's honestly, I don't, I can't blame him entirely. That's but, like he has no veteran help for yeah. the back, and no safety as, help. And and uh, Bo Jackson or Eddie Jackson got ruled out for the game in like the first or second drive. Quan Brisker got um, hurt in the first drive and missed the whole first half. So we were playing with a practice squad safety and a fourth string safety for the whole first half. So it just made it even easier to target Tyreek Stevenson. So the, we got picked apart defensively in the secondary, and with on the run game. But the play calling, as much as you read, like, why does that even make sense based off what you just said, was better than it was week one in the defensive play calling. Because yeah. we, were, we were actually making third down stops and getting off the field in moments where we weren't week one. And it was just due to the, the play calling, honestly. That's what it came down to. Yeah, I saw, um, when I was watching the game, I remember I called it out. Brisker and uh, I think yeah, Eddie Jackson went out, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, damn, it's too hot for them. Because it really is. It probably was too hot for them. Not, it was fucking too hot for me. Yeah, yeah, you were there. Yeah, you were there. If you uh, guys aren't following the Instagram for the song of the day at Tea Time Reports, uh, Brandon's, you know, kind of tanned up mugshot is uh, up there. So check it out. Um, but I guess we can move into the next game, which we can kind of briefly gloss over. This was a slugfest with the Kansas City Chiefs versus the ja- Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, obviously, the Chiefs come away with the win here. 
They're one and one. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville is one and one now, I believe, as well. Correct. Yep. Um, both really good teams. Great quarterbacks. Yeah. Great coaches. This was a good matchup, but a little disappointing on the score sheet. But Jacksonville really underperformed. No touchdowns. Yeah. And nine Zip. points. I you know they got locked down. Maybe Not the game you expect from DC teams. No. No. And and yeah, complete opposite. Patrick Mahomes, two touchdowns and a pick. He has two picks in two games. Very un-Patrick Mahomes-like, but I get it. He's gone against two gritty teams. But uh, th- this is uh, you know, definitely one of the games where I was like, eh, you know. Okay. T-Law didn't play great either. It was just one of those games, you know. It, you, we, my biggest takeaways is that you saw the immediate impact of having not only Travis Kelsey back, but Chris Jones back as well. The Jags just could not get anything going offensively. Um, Chris Jones made his impact immediately, had a sack and a half, had another tackle for a loss, and two QB hits, and a pass deflection. <laughs> so he pretty much just filled up the entire defensive stat sheet in his first game back. Nick Bolton balled out again. Carl Loftus had a sack and a half. I, I don't know where I got three sacks from earlier. Oh, oh it was Danielle Hunter for the Vikings mm-hmm. had three sacks Thursday night. That's what I was thinking of. But yeah, they just it was just an all-around great defensive performance, not only from the Chiefs, but the Jaguars as well. I mean, anytime you hold the Chiefs to 17 points... That's a success, and usually you're winning that game if you're the opposing team because the Chiefs defense has never really been known to stop people and hold them to no touchdowns, especially an offense led by Trevor Lawrence and has the likes of ETN, who did get banged up a little bit and is questionable, heading the week three, which very, very well sucks for me and my fantasy teams because I have in both my mm-hmm. fantasy teams. I have Trevor Lawrence in both my fantasy teams, and... Um, yeah, it was just a dud, not only for the Jags, but for my uh, fantasy team as well. Not so much for Christian Kurt, so if you have him in fantasy, shout out to you. On my bench. Hopefully you didn't bench him, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, so maybe not <laughs> yeah. good for you. No, 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 not good at all. Yeah, it was... It was Zay Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. six targets, no catches. Yeah. Complete opposite of last he, week's performance. That, that, that's what blew my fucking mind a away. A total of seven fumbles between the two teams, though. So just a really overall sloppy and gritty... And well-coached, well, as far as just going at it with one another, well-coached. I'd say well-coached regarding good defensive performances on both sides of the ball. The Chiefs come away with the win, obviously good coaching there. But just not a, a performance out of the Jacksonville Jaguars offense you wanted. But, Logan, I know you haven't really touched upon this game. Did you want to have any final thoughts on this? Um, you know, it's you'll see better days from both of these teams, for sure. Um, just one of those gritty performances that you have to get out of the way to you know move on to better things. But uh, I just want to say something real quick that I just seen this on Twitter. So, Chicago Bears, this is going back to um, uh, what the, the, what the Alan Williams. Yeah, Alan Williams. Williams. Yeah. So, it's so a Chicago Bears, Charles Peanut Tillman, who is currently an agent in the FBI, informed Chicago's upper management, including Eberflus, Ryan Poles, and Kevin Warren, about Alan Williams' house being raided. Then it says, Alan Williams has given his resignation after a raid was conducted with some interesting contact or content found for multiple reports. I just saw that I too, assume this is an assumption, probably child porn. Wait, like... I, I, <laughs> I saw that after I gave the news, I saw another tweet, but I wasn't going to put it out there because I just wasn't sure. But I'm starting <laughs> to see more of it now, and Hallis Hall was actually raided this morning too. Bears headquarters was raided by the FBI. What? What's going on there? So there's some Bears news that Brandon's going to have to break down in his episode. This dude might just be, I don't know, he said Hollis Hall was raided this morning too, but I don't, if, I mean, if if they did find something that just came from Williams, they're probably just going to come 
raid his office or something there at yeah. Palace Hall as well. Check so everything. It's, yeah, it's not going to be that deep as far as like an organizational type thing going on. But like, that's a, that's, that's a, that's horrible. That is horrible, Fuck bro. Fuck that guy, dude. That's horrible. We that's, need to get, we need to get Floos out of here next because I'm they, not both, gonna lie. they both came from Indy. That's the worst, Yo. that is, that is the worst possible thing that could have happened to your team. <laughs> Like, you're, you're, that's now going to cloud like, the front mean, office, and that is, I'm not. I'm not even trying to be like a dick, yeah. but like that—that's that's the worst thing that could have happened. Like potential fishy content. I don't know for sure. We don't know. You know, that's yeah. something you can touch up on in your episode for sure. But like that's that's demoralizing that's, as fuck. That's like, gotta be something that the Bears just had no idea about. Yeah. And I'm sure, clearly, I'm sure that that'll end up coming out. I don't think. I'm more so. I'm just being hopeful. I don't think it's really going to go... I mean, obviously, we're still fresh. We'll, we'll know more as the day goes on. I don't think it'll go that more that far as far as being like a... What was the owner from Washington? I can't think of his name Dan now. Snyder. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go that far nah, as being like what he was as far as... No, because the, the FBI wasn't involved. This is going to be slammed shut. The case will, but like, yeah. this is just crazy. This is happening. I know. Honestly, like live while recording this yeah. podcast on uh, you know, 920, 2023, 420, <laughs> shout out. Very interesting time to find out that information. Um, but I guess we can move on to... I know we yeah, touched yeah, up on the man. Chiefs game and stuff like that. You know, Chiefs obviously come out with the victor. You know, they're not going to go out in two. That's just... It's Patrick Mahomes. He's going to come out with the win. But the next game is a game where we're probably going to take a couple minutes here on. The Green Bay Packers go down to Atlanta. No, does Atlanta come up? They were in Atlanta. So they were in Atlanta playing the Atlanta Falcons, and the Falcons win 25-24 in a very, very, very nice comeback. This is one of two comebacks of the weekend. Um, and honestly, Bajon Robinson and Tyler Algier, the running game for Atlanta, is disgusting. Yeah. That's all you got to really say. Algier did have a great fantasy game for me, but you know, he, just that, that run game in general is probably the best running attack in the league, it, I, I think. Based I, on I the two weeks, yeah. Fantasy, so like, I'm yeah. satisfied. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. You should be busting, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but... <laughs> But at the end of the day, I don't know how the Packers lost this game. They were up. Uh, Desmond Ritter, you know, honed in, remained calm, did what he had to do in the system. But this game should have been won by the Packers. Yeah. It should have been won by the Packers. Jordan Love had a very nice, clean game. A little, little inconsistency on some accuracy here and there. But, like, other than that, he's had a great start to the season on paper. Um, and genuinely, you can – they're 2-0. and up. I mean, they're 1-1, one and one, excuse me. But, you know, that's all you can really ask him. This is his first, like, taking helm. Just, he's not making turnovers. He's not having turnovers. No, he's not. But he's also, like, this is his first time taking helm on a team the start of the season. you got to give him a little slack, but you hope to see this out of him. He stood behind Aaron Rodgers, and he's kind of producing the way you expect. You know, no turnovers, a lot of touchdowns. And he's only going to get better, that's what I think. And they're scoring a lot of points. They, yeah. they really are. So, like, that's not something to slouch on, but they should have won this game outright. Yeah. But the Falcons are no slouch either. Like I, when we get to our power rankings episode, they're they're in my top five. Like they're they're in my top five, bro. They're they're disgusting, what? bro. Yes. Oh, right now. What? Right, because my my power rankings isn't traditional. Like Logan is. We have two going. If you listen to our first episode, okay. mine is literally based on performances on week one. I'm I'm coming up with a clean slate you. here. So like mine are, mine is gonna fluctuate the first couple weeks, just like any team and standings yeah. will. But like it will. Calm down in like week eight, week yeah. nine, but like Falcons right now, they're they're That's, disgusting, bro. I was in top ten. I, I had them in top, top ten five? week one. I, I so, like number ten, top maybe, five. Maybe. I think I had them at seven week one. Like I got to re-listen, weeks? but I okay. I'm just being honest based on the performances that I've seen. But they're they're just Robinson is leading them to that path though. 
Like yeah. he is a he's, disgusting. he's an X factor already. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's all you got to say. Yeah. Just, just watch Bajan Robinson play. That's why the Falcons just are winning. That run game, like the O line and the run game is just so good. And honestly, Arthur Smith, a guy I was like, I mean, this guy's on the hot seat. Yeah, you he's, were, I remember he's, that. He's honing in. Because I was saying I was like the complete opposite. Yeah, I think he's one of the better coaches in all of football. Honestly, he's he's honing in. He actually has weapons and pieces. I just want to see Kyle Pitts involved more. I want to see Drake London obviously utilize more. That Week One performance was a dud. But I think they just need. It's kind of hard to say this too because they're also undefeated two and zero. But I think they need a different offensive coordinator and just another offensive mind in there. Yeah. Arthur Smith's more so of like a rally the troops type of guy, get their guys ready in like a Dan Campbell type of way. You know what I'm saying? And I think due to that, we're not seeing the proper utilization of like Kyle Pitts, even Drake London, who did do a lot better this game, but was completely silent in Week One as well. Yeah. Uh, Mac Hollins is no slouch either. But, I mean, they got the weapons there, and Bijan Robinson's going to be taking on a lot of it. But Kyle Pitts, we never talk about him. And Kyle Pitts, he's supposed to be a generational talent. Yeah, nothing to say about him. He you doesn't know? do anything. Um, I'm a fantasy. He doesn't use four points a week. <laughs> Useless. But, but, yeah, definitely a shocking win. In my Because, I, I yeah. like, looking at the scoreboard, I expected the Packers. I was like, one, Packers winning. One thing here. that caught my eye, though, was that the Falcons completely outgained the Packers by double. Wow. Packers had 224 yards of offense. The Falcons had 448 yards of offense. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's how you just win and dominate time of possession. And Jordan Love yeah. had 150 yards passing, so they only had yeah. about 70 yards on the ground. And they were able to show for on that side of things. And they didn't even have a turnover either, Green Bay did, and Atlanta did. They lost a turnover battle, and they still persevered and came that's back crazy. down yeah. two scores in the fourth quarter and just shut them down. And... One thing I wanted to ask you guys is, did you know that Wisconsin consumes the most brandy per capita in all of the United States? I did not know that. I think Jordan Love is just consuming <laughs> half of that because you saw his goofy-ass tumble trying to go That was funny, funny as fuck. That, like, I laughed when I'm like, bro, what are you doing? And like, honestly, bro, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, whenever I was like, <laughs> throwback to the feed store, when I was like hurling feed and shit... And then like, I would try and back up. Like, I would sometimes tumble like that. But that man had no weight in his hand in the I ball. And I think that like, also was attributed to his just shit performance trying to bring them back within the last two minutes of that game. He was that, just not making a throw to save his life. Does that attribute to, like, maybe he doesn't have a clutch gene? Like, yeah, because, if he did, it got eliminated by all the brandy that he's drinking. So he needs to cut out the brandy. I agree that it'll develop. He has to cut out the brandy <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I'm if just he's, talking shit because I'm a Bears fan, but understandable he still, though, he that, still looks good. He's a very efficient and very accurate passer, minus that last drive there. And he's going to do sort of what Baker does. He's going to do what you need, but then then some, I feel like, because when you're behind Aaron Rodgers for three years, you're going to have something yeah. different and have you an advantage you know, over people yeah. that just didn't have the luxury to play behind. Like James Winston. Yeah, yeah, didn't have the luxury to play behind Aaron Rodgers for three years, you know. But until I truly see it out of him to where he's – Leading the Packers into the playoffs and Super Bowl, I'm just gonna be a hater. I I, <laughs> I I will I will as a Lions fan I will I will say fuck yeah, but I I do think that he has upside. I think he can get better as a pocket passer because a little bit of his touch throws are you know some sometimes off, but three touchdowns in a performance yeah. even in a loss like games, I'll give it to him. Three touchdowns, no picks in back to back games, and I'm gonna keep saying it. One of them was just a little jet sweep this week. One of them was a great play by the receiver that broke two tackles and 
I will use the same analogy when you're playing Madden and you try to hit stick and you miss and your player just goes flying to the left. That's what the DB did for the Falcons and just completely missed. I and have that's seen realistic. I have yeah. seen him uh, out of all the touchdowns, honestly, maybe three of them were like what I, I saw. Will, like, I also will really say good. this. I was about to say the same thing. The ones that he actually are due to his, I guess, acumen and his own arm was they're all beauties. I mean, one of them was a fade route in the end zone in the Bears game, which was really good, and that was great coverage. That was against the rookie Stevenson, and he played that great. He was just it was a better throw and a better catch and. And his third one in this game in the corner of the end zone, that was a very good throw as that well. That was nice. So, I mean, this is so, 50 50, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it's, a, I don't think, just, I don't think it's a, a bad on him if. No, not at all. I'm just I'm just basing it off of people are looking at, not saying you're doing it, but like Packers fans, especially letting me know as a Bears fan, they see that 6 0 stat line and they start comparing him to Rodgers or saying well, no, that no. he's going to be better than Rodgers. If anyone's saying that, that they're smoking. Just, they're smoking dick. <laughs> yeah, and so I just thought it gets me a little bit. I get a little emotional. No, I understand I because being, like this guy's being owned by this. He's unproven organization. He <laughs> for my entire lifetime. You guys <laughs> need to fucking beat the goddamn Packers, man. Like you need to not be literally their guy. Punch back. Yes, especially not with this new quarterback. Don't let him get confident. But until he actually plays one of those teams, where I'm like. And Atlanta, I do hold highly. It's mainly because of their offense, and I'm going to say that outright. Their rush attack can win it's games. So good. Um, but I want to see them play like the Bills or like the Bengals or like maybe even the Lions because like they're a gritty team that's going to fight till the end. As and well. they, the thing is, they don't. Well, they play the they play they play the Saints next week, then they play the Lions. That'll be a good testament to Jordan Love. Dude, they really don't have that game on the schedule where you look at them and you're like, alright, if you beat that team you're legit until like week 10-11 where they play the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they really do not play a team that is looked at as a legit Super Bowl or deep playoff run contender. I mean, literally, the only the best team they're going to play besides the Chiefs are going to be the Chargers then just the teams within the division, the Lions and Vikings for the rest of the season. They have such an easy schedule. Mm. Which this might benefit to them, and which, it will. but that division schedule is gonna have a lot to say in their overall record as well. I agree. The Vikings, dude. Anytime they play the Vikings, it's a good game. You're gonna give them one more win for the next Bears matchup, um, <laughs> which is Week 18. Okay. Now, and honestly, I'll tell you what. If we're in a position to play spoiler like you guys did last year, and just I mean, like I just said, they could potentially be playing for that last wild card spot. And if we can play spoiler like you guys did last year and beat them in Week 18 and not elevate out, us to the playoffs, I'll literally like no matter bro, who I don't give a fuck who it is, bro. I'll literally give any Bears fan a hand job. I see. <laughs> oh, I'm looking God. right at Brandon right now. <laughs> like, and that would make up plentiful for that Week One loss we just had. And I don't care what type of season we have. If we can knock the Packers out of playoff contention in Week 18, I don't care if we go one in 16. <laughs> And that one win is against the Packers that game. I will be happy. At least you can get a number one overall pick. That and we'll get to save for the rest of my life. We knocked you out of the fucking playoffs. With our you, only one year. you didn't get swept by Jordan Love in his yes. debut season. Dude, I have so many things to hold over them. I have, I'll have like ten things to hold over Packers fans compared to like the million things that they can still <laughs> yeah. hold over me to this day. But hey, it's just it's, you got to count the tallies, you know? Yes, sir. Um... But I guess we can move on to this next game, which is another game I don't really want to take too much time on. 
The Bills versus Raiders game, 38-10. to 10, The Bills win this. <laughs> the, the Raiders just look like the Raiders, I the guess. Ol- I the only hope. thing that I'll say is that the changes that we needed to see and we're calling to see out of Buffalo from the Week 1 game were made. No yeah. turnovers at all as a team or from Josh Allen, which Ball is huge. Fuck out. And he, he, he was really just playing Madden out. out there, bro. Yeah, he, he, that was the biggest thing. Oh, actually... James Cook as well was a big thing because that's one thing I've always been a critic on and so has everybody else about the run game for the Bills. I touched on it in the week one episode as well is that Josh Allen is your leading rusher week in and week out. That's never going to win you games when it counts and we've seen that time and time again. And we've seen these sort of one-off games from Bills running backs throughout the season but James Cook is a different type of running back than any of the other running backs that we've seen come out of Buffalo since LeSean McCoy. And that was the end of his career, too, so that wasn't really the same Shady McCoy we all knew from Philly. Yeah. But if he can keep that going, then Josh Allen can keep consistent with riding the ship on these turnovers. I'm not going to say it again, just like every year people have been saying it, but watch out for the Bills in that division, especially now with Aaron Rodgers being done. Let's hold our horses. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon like everybody's been doing and dick riding the Bills the last three or four years. Okay. I'm. I'm not giving them chances anymore. But James Cook. James Cook is something that catches my eye. And Josh Allen, like that, like that, and it's a defense that we were hyping up last week. Yeah. Were at least. Dude, don't you know the Bills? Yes. But like honestly, it's to the point where on like I've lost complete and utter hope in the Raiders. I think yeah. that they're just that bad. Like, I think that they're just that yeah, kind of point bad. So, like, honestly, it may have just been the Bills being that fucking good or them just literally playing another preseason game out there because, bro, like... I think a little bit of it is because the Jets, off they are. They lost the Jets have an elite defense. But still, the way they lost that game, especially with Aaron Rodgers going out, Josh Allen just had three bonehead interceptions. That's not, that's not the Bills that we've known, at least the last year or so, or dating back to when Brian Dable was but, with. Not I'm going to throw what you said earlier about the Bucks in the first half. Mm-hmm. I'm scared that it could happen at any time. Yeah. And that could happen against the Chiefs like it's happened. Yeah. Or maybe not like it's happened, but like not coming up in the clutch hour. And I, I'm not like, bro, the Bills are the Bills to me. Like they're going to mm-hmm. get to the playoffs and maybe, maybe get to the divisional round, maybe back to that championship. But like I'm not, I don't see them in the Super Bowl. Like I, I don't either. I really know? don't. I'm, I, I'm not going that far. But you mean, once you think about this division now, I'm still. I think it's an overreaction to say the uh, the Dolphins are gonna run away with this division. They're pretty fucking good though. They are. They really are. But just like the Josh Allen thing, it can happen at any given moment that Tua can go out like that and then their season's in the dumps. You know. I agree. But Mike White could step up to the plate and 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 deliver deliver some dimes. (laughs) Mike McDaniel might just fucking step in and start playing quarterback in the disguise or some shit like that. You never know. You never know, he might sneak his vape into the into the helmet. Yeah, yeah just overall domination from Buffalo. But yeah, it just stood out to me, James Cook, and the fact that they were just no turnovers. Don't get me, the strip like that. Don't get me wrong, I agree with you with James Cook. Yeah. He actually did ball out this week. But Josh Allen, I mean, I, like, I, like first of all, I, I don't know how he's able to flip the coin in his performances like that. Because he, he looked really good. Don't get me wrong, I'm not taking anything mm-hmm. away from him. But it was also a Josh McDaniels defense where... Yeah. I don't know what the fuck he was calling out there, guys. Like, I want to be honest with you. I was watching some of the highlights. And I'm like, yo, what? Now, if is that are you pl- like are you playing cover four right now or t- Tampa that's, two? That's um, 
the Giants' old DC calling plays. Yeah, bro. It just looks stupid. Uh, do you bro. feel different? Uh, I forget his name. Do you feel different about that at all? If after week three, when Buffalo goes into Washington against that defense and has no turnovers and plays the same, if they can handedly beat Washington, who is also two and zero, yeah. Um, and a team I'm high on. And this is a team that I personally have been. You guys have heard enough of me talking about Sam Howell and you know their potential on defense. But genuinely, I think if they do go in there and win handedly, and even if it's like a gritty game, I'll, I'll believe in Buffalo for the year. We'll have enough. Like mm. three or four weeks is a good sample size. So I'll have more trust in them. They're giving Buffalo six and a half that game. I think that's road. disrespectful as fuck. On the road, too. That's so... Dude, no. Sam... No. Honestly, now that you say that, no. Sam Howell's looking at that as team captain. They're giving the Chiefs 12 and a half against the Bears, dude. Jesus Christ. Okay, that might be a little realistic. That's one of the biggest spreads I've ever seen in my life. Who is? Who's the Chiefs? The Chiefs at home against the Bears. Oh, yeah. Y'all fucked. But I guess we can kind of move into the next game. Because, again, there's not much to talk about that the Bills' domination win over the Raiders. Sorry to all Raiders fans. Uh, especially if you're in Las Vegas. I've been seeing a little pop in viewership from there, so shout out. Same with Atlanta. If you guys are tuning in from I those big cities. I think there's a lot cities. of housewives just wanting to see Jimmy G on TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like, genuine for our podcast. So, like, if you're... Oh. <laughs> 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 well, well, Jimmy G, yeah, he's going to attract, he's gonna attract the mom, the mom bands. The but, no, shout out to anyone tuning in from those big cities. Um, especially, you know, Vegas. That's a cool-ass place. I definitely want to get to one day. Um, but moving to the next game... The L.A. Chargers versus the Tennessee Titans. The Titans win 27-24 in a gritty game. Brandon Staley has got to go. Yeah, um, took the words out of my mouth. He's got to leave. He's just, can we get him to leave the building? Like, can, can we go? Kellen Moore fill we, in, honestly. No, can we, no, guys, I'm actually dead ass. Let's get, let's go to L.A. Okay. Let's get over to SoFi. Okay. Let's organize a little protest. Let's walk in and be like, yo, Brandon, not you, Brandon, <laughs> yeah. but Brandon, let's get out of here. Let's, let's go ahead and walk to your car. Let's yeah. walk to your Ford Flex that I know you yeah. drive. So let's do that. My, uh, my first note, and I have it in bold under this game, was Brandon Staley and the Chargers make me feel better about being a Bears fan. <laughs> Which is something to say. And the Chargers honestly are like another like cursed franchise. It's like they're they're always like good, but they just suck. You know, like I think it's it's possible, if that makes sense. It's That's possible true. that Justin Herbert could potentially be in that conversation with like the Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers, or like the, some of the most talent Matthew Stafford, like the most talented arms that the NFL has ever mm-hmm. seen. Just never really amounts to anything. But you know, one thing I about would compare him, him to the guy that played there prior. Philip Goddamn Rivers. I, he, I think he's better as far as arm talent, though. Yeah. He's better, but like his career is going to possibly. Yeah, as far as it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I agree. You know one thing about him though, I feel like you know how he popped off his rookie year and he was like really good. I feel like he hasn't gotten much better since then. Like, he still has Aaron throws mm. often. He's he's looked a lot more comfortable and sound in the first two weeks of this Kellen Moore offense. Obviously, they're still working the kinks out. Yeah. But they just whenever it comes to the fucking crunch time, they just go dead. They can't put teams away when they're ahead, and they can't really surpass teams when they're behind. And it did come to defense. This was the defense's fault, in my opinion, in this game. And they have so many good individual players on that defense. Yeah. They do. Khalil Mack, Joey Dude. Bosa. I mean, they all have their injury prones. Every single one of them they have James. in. Derwin James is one of the best safeties in all of football when he's healthy. You let Ryan Tannehill beat you, bro. Yeah, they, well, it wasn't Derrick Henry that beat them. So he had, what, three touchdowns, right? Two. Two. He might have had a rushing touchdown, too, to get three touchdowns. Well, I think he, he had a very clean game. Shout out to Ryan, like, he, this guy that we doubt all the time. And like, he, going back to that win. stat that you brought up earlier with Jared Goff leading in yards per completion at 13.2, Tannehill was second, I think, at, like, 11.1 in the entire league. 
Very interesting. Was that for the lead or week two? I think that was for like up until this point. So okay. the first two so, yeah. weeks of football. I think that's what that stat was. Was that the lead or week two? I'm not just saying week one or week two. We, yeah. Like, so the combined two what, weeks, yeah, yeah. You know what I meant. Which is crazy, though, to think about because he had a very bad performance week one. Terrible. Did, but three picks. He had three picks week one. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> Keenan Allen balled out, so if you had him in fantasy, shout out to you. Um, eight catches, 111 yards, two touchdowns. I don't really have much else to say. Obviously, we already touched on Staley and the defense blowing it, but Eckler obviously being out. Oh, this is actually what I want to touch on. It's obviously we all know all the discussion and conversation around the running back position throughout the offseason and the pay and you got Barkley and um, Josh Jacobs and Eckler and all these running backs speaking up saying to pay us more than you have the running backs like Jacobs who are underperforming. Barkley got hurt again. Nick Chubb got hurt, which is so unfortunate. I hate to bring them up as examples. So you're seeing sort of that side of the, the, the discussion and argument. But then you're also seeing Austin Eckler, who obviously they didn't win week one, but he was the only reason they were in that game week one against Miami, and now he's out week two, and their attack is just dead. The NFL is investigating the NFLPA for text messages telling running backs to fake injuries. Really? So, yeah. So that's an actually that's actually happening right now. I'm not saying that happened with Nick Chubb. Yeah. That was gruesome. Oh, obviously not. <laughs> get, get better, Nick Chubb, please. Maybe David Montgomery, your boy, but, might be doing some sneaky well, shit. Awesome. Now, he just got paid, though. So he he got paid a sense. nice amount for yeah, his, his, his workload, bro. But, you know, that's just something that also to take into consideration. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we, we kind of touched up on this perfectly. Logan, did you have anything to say about the Titans' performance? DeAndre Hopkins has been playing he consistent ball. He didn't look that good. He looked good. He had like 40 one, something yards week one, you know. Nothing crazy it's, it's week two. Not, I'm, not, not, I'm not high on that team this year. Not I'm all. not either. I was high on Hopkins. Obviously, it's a run-heavy offense, but he's the number one guy. You're going to be this trusted Bro. guy. There's no one else on there besides Trailer Burke. I had the Burks. Chargers at number two in my power rankings in week one. Mm. Yeah, that's so, I, I thought you were crazy for that. I had the Dolphins at one, then Chargers at two because of that game. Just, just because, and then this is like, where do I put them now? Like they're dropping like thirteen spots. At least spots. it keeps it entertaining for you. No, it does. I, that's why I like doing it because it's not the same old thing you know you see on the national media or like on Twitter. Because I just like having fun with it. And you know, if you're obviously Logan brings the actual logical based power rankings. Which so, I'll but, do the same. Yeah, please. But like, I just think it's a little more it's fun cool, watching the fluctuation of player and team performances like throughout the season, and it can like influence your power rankings, but. Um, so are you doing on like a week to week power ranking? Or are you still? I'm still doing week to week, but I literally still take into account the weeks prior. Yeah, no, I, that's why it's going to fluctuate. But like that's what I was. That's what me and Logan were talking about earlier. It's going to be like a roller coaster the first eight yeah. weeks until teams settle out and start playing to what they can be. The injuries happen. Yeah, injuries are yeah, kind yeah. of done. But like for for the first couple of weeks, it's going to be a little Dude, bit I was of a madhouse. I was going to be like, there's no way come like week fifteen. You have a team that just got their first one of the season, but they won by like 40 points. You put them up at number one just because they looked the best no, that week. And no, <laughs> no, but they will be adjusted yeah, according yeah, to performance. Like, they will like move around in the bottom five, you know, nothing crazy. Yeah. But, Logan, we didn't get your full thoughts on, I guess, the Titans, Tannehill, and just yeah, the yeah. game. Uh, Who'd they beat? The Chargers. Chargers, yeah. The Chargers are, they're only two. They're not... They're not competing in the AFC. Uh, they're, they're they're just not. They're, they're, uh, there's something there's something missing about them, and I think it's it's Brandon Staley. Like it's just something missing. 
can't put it all together and they never could have with him as a coach. They're like the Bills, just not as good. They never get to that point where they can... Well, they did last year and they absolutely just mm-hmm. fucking bottled it, dude. 27 nothing in, in Duval and Saratonville, but... They, they just never never figure it out, you know? Like, And it's not going to happen with Staley, I don't think. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my thoughts on that game. The next game for Sunday was the San Francisco 49ers taking the W over the Los Angeles Rams 30-23. Uh, this was a pretty good game overall. A lot of the rookie receivers for the Rams, um, Tutu Atwell, Nakua. Is it Nakua or Nakua? Nakua. Is Nakua? Okay. Nakua. Um, he's been balling I so. out. I hope so. Uh, either way, just just a dog. Matthew Stafford. <laughs> yeah, Matthew Stafford's playing really good ball as well. Shout yes. out to them. Shout out to Sean McVay. But the, the story of the game is the 49ers and the rush, the rush attack with Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah. Uh, and Brock Purdy obviously coming in and just playing dominant football, playing within the system, playing... Smart and efficient ball, and passing it that around. Debo Samuel Debo, had a great yeah. game as well. George Kittle was a consistent tight end. He's a top three tight end in this league. Ayuk had a quieter game, but you know he everyone, did. Everyone but, else yeah, you're not gonna yeah. put up forty everywhere. But it's just it's tape adjustment. They had yeah. to adjust, and they won the game. This was a high scoring game. Over fifty three po- fifty three points were scored. And that's what makes you even more scared about the Niners is that if it's not Ayuk doing it one week, it's Debo. Debo, and that's just at the receiver position. McCaffrey's gonna be doing it every fucking week, but then you can still have Kittle that can do it at any given time too. You know, it's scary. And then you got Kyle Shanahan. As the mastermind behind all of it, he is a mastermind. Though. It's dude. It's you're happy if you're. He's a playing fan. chess. <laughs> He's having fun out He's there. He's playing chess for sure. But I mean, Puka Nakua, 25 catches on 35 targets in two weeks. Insane. Broke Insane. his own record after week one. Insane. As a rookie. <laughs> Insane. He's a playmaker, and, and they're and, showing them what he can do. And once Cooper comes back, he's obviously gonna have a drop off in targets, but like he's probably still gonna command like eight, nine, ten targets a game. There's really Van Jefferson is never gonna. Be anything for that offense? No, he never was. So even with Goff, well, yeah, Tutu Atwell. I I was a big fan of him coming out of Louisville, and and an offense like this is like a best case scenario for him because um, with Stafford and Gunslinger and Stafford and McVay, he's going to be someone the that they find out how to actually utilize yeah. based off the strength, and it's just a perfect fit all around. Shout out to Kyron Williams as well. Who this has been a backfield by committee ever since Todd Gurley got hurt. And you think a uh, back comes in there, he has one great game, he's like, all right, this is going to be the back, and then it just falls right back off to someone else, and that's what's sort of been happening. I hope it's not the same for Kyron, just because he's a Notre Dame guy. He was a stud at Notre Dame as well, and um, he had some injury problems last year as a rookie, and he actually was getting his his touches in, in his time to shine, and he was, but the injury sort of held him back. But if he stays healthy, I think he'll actually... Solidify himself as running back one for this offense, mm-hmm. and an offense if that he hasn't already. Yeah, and an offense that watch out can still end up being a top ten, top five offense dude. with Stafford like, at home. Yeah, and Absolutely. Cooper Cup coming back, McVay as the mastermind behind it. He himself is also a mastermind, and they're going to be a competitive team. They have a lot of fucking holes because they traded away their soul to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, but what that also does is that it. Their soul was Jared Goff. We're going to find diamonds in the rough, you know? Yeah. And it gives you, or you might not find them, but it gives you a chance to because you're going to be playing all these guys that you're just plugging and playing from practice squads and free agents, undrafted free agents, whatnot. And you're kind of seeing the effects of that and the downside because they're really not going to win a lot of games doing that. But overall, Niners are still the best team in all football. Mm -hmm. They are. They were after week one. They are after week two as well. And it's going to be scared scary to see them when you can't stop them 
No. You really can't. If they have a quarterback, you can't stop them. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback, really. But especially if Brock Purdy keeps doing what he's doing, as long as McCaffrey's not lining up behind the center and taking snaps, you're going to have a tough time beating this team. I wish Case Cook is suited up for that championship game. He was on the sideline. <laughs> he, was on, he was on the sideline. I mean, imagine. Just imagine, bro. Imagine Case Cookus winning the Super Bowl no. for the San Francisco 49ers. I can't. I can. That's the beauty of the They were talking about calling Phillip Rivers that week, dude. If they would have if they would have pulled that game out. And this next game, Logan, I know you're going to be very excited about this game. The Giants victory 31 to 28 over the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. This was a massive comeback for the mm-hmm. New York Giants. They played very well on offense in the second half. Struggled in the first half. They looked like they did in the first uh, week of, yeah. of the season. But they really kind of came together. Like you said, Brian Dayball must have fucking reamed someone's asshole in at, fucking, <laughs> uh, and at halftime, bro. Because they came and out like a different team. He was team. a candidate for the Bears coach, too, before the Giants hired him. And that's actually who I wanted. Damn. I was very pissed. I don't think he was ever going anywhere besides us. Because we had Joe Shane. Joe oh. Shane. They brought, him, they brought him as a duo. Well, Brian, I want to hear your thoughts on this game first. What do you think? Honestly... Trevor was saying you'd be excited to hear about this game. I wouldn't be too excited if I'm a Giants fan after this game. No, I'm not. But Obviously, your team pulled off a fucking great comeback, and that's something to be excited about. But to be going down 20 nothing at halftime to the Cardinals after you just lost 40 nothing on prime time, that's something that's still alarming, especially now with Saquon being out at least three weeks, you know. He'll be, he'll, he'll, I think he's only going to miss this week. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully. He's definitely, out. he's definitely out this week. He's at least tomorrow on Thursday. Yeah. I know the he initial report I saw would, could be up to three, but, I mean, that's not something you want to rush back unless he's out there faking injuries. No, he, NFL, he's, PA, he, you know? he definitely hurt his ankle. But yeah, he's like, he couldn't even walk on He's like injury. a fast healer, though. Like, he's mm. always been like a fast uh, healer. Yeah, he's a fucking man in a lab, dude. Mm. But, I mean, still got question marks on defense. Yeah, big The time. fact that you let Josh Dobbs do what he did. and Truck McKinney. Yeah, and I mean, still going down 28-7 to in the third quarter, too. And But then, I don't know. I didn't really watch much of this game. I was more so just following on my phone. Jalen Hyatt was a bright spot. Only two catches, but both of them were huge plays. One was 58. Um, do the right after the half. First play yeah, after the half. The other one was 31. That's what gave us a spark, really. Yep. So, obviously, still got sacked three times. Didn't even sack Josh Dobbs once. Nope. So that's something that you still got to address. No pressure, the no turnovers. But I'm sort of just picking apart, just looking at the stat line, you know. Um, Darren Waller sort of made his name known as far as leading the team in targets mm-hmm. that game and the most catches as well tied with Saquon. Um, just due to high highest two plays, still led the team in yards, um, Darren Waller did. But, I mean, there's some a lot of more positives, obviously, about this week a w. for the Giants. A w being one of them, you got to start somewhere. And going six quarters to start the season without a no, touchdown is never good as awful. well. Yeah. Terrible. Um, I know you were going through it both ends of the spectrum <laughs> with emotions. From I'm just the, laughing at them. From the start of the game it was to funny the finish of the game. It. All you can do is laugh, honestly. But, I mean, that was that was a good game and a step in the right direction for Daniel Jones. I mean, mm-hmm. for him to throw the ball 37 times and have 321 yards as well. All in the second half, mainly. Yeah, that's... That's still a stat line that you're just not accustomed to seeing. Like 31 Jones. points in one half is like Dude crazy. Dude had like, what, 3,100 yards last year or something like that? Something like that. 15 you know, he's, not, he's not a guy that's really going to be throwing for 300, 350 plus a game. I mean, that's you know? what we're going to start to see more of now. We have to. We're going to have to. But that's pretty much all I have. The Cardinals are still the Cardinals. And I'll tell you this, though. They had leads in both these both these games, week one and week two. Against the Commanders, they were up 16 to 
nothing, I think, yeah. or at one point, and then 20 yeah. to nothing at halftime, and they blew both of them. Like, <laughs> they're tanking. It just really <laughs> makes you think and imagine and sort of laugh at what the halftime speech might be from the coach. Come on, guys, you got this. <laughs> Miss some tackles. Did you ride the bus today? Or yeah, did you fire drive your yourself? Gut? Did you ride the bus, guys? Keep that fire in your gut. What? Like, bro, Let's what go, are, guys. Keep this fire in your gut. Keep it it's up. Like, bro, what do you got to be saying in the pregame that really gets them... Like, what What are they doing pregame to be so riled up, ready to go, that you're getting out to 16 nothing, 20 nothing leads, <laughs> nah, and at halftime, you're just... This is what Jonathan Gannon's saying. Come on, guys. We're in it. Do, do, do. Shots. What? You can run. How does that happen? A team that no... I mean, they're showing why that nobody expects them to really win more than two games, three games this year. Bro, but who wants to play for that team? Dude, it's no one. They traded Isaiah Simmons for what? A sixth round pick? Seventh, seventh round, round pick. pick? Seventh. Yeah. That's terrible. But yeah, did he, how did he do this game? Cuz yeah, he, he hasn't really played much, but he, he's been okay when he once he's once he's in. Yeah. Um but overall, I Two mean Two tackles. But yeah, like, like you snaps. said, as a Giants fan, you are satisfied with the win, but you're also you know, we have a rough four games coming up. So I, I, I don't know, it's going to be hard to win any of them. Yeah. Um Seattle, Miami, Buffalo, with, with Washington, Forty Niners on tomorrow. Oh yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In, in I, San I, looked, Fran. I looked right over that. So yes, yeah, San you Fran. got San Fran, Seattle. You got four divisional games, playoff teams against playoff teams. Did I say divisional? Yeah, conference I, games. Yeah, non-conference games. Then you have. Oh no, they are in the conference actually. Besides the Dolphins and the Bills, I'm just having a brain fart. What I'm trying to say is that you play four non-divisional games against all playoff teams before your next divisional game. If you get beat up and beat around in those games or maybe go like one and three or it's even rough. splitting them, rough. you can get caught in a trap game against Washington. Then you go right back to playing the Jets. Then you get the Cowboys two weeks after that again. So, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's rough. That's it's a rough, rough season. Yeah. For sure. Um, but, you know, if we can somehow pull off a win against the Niners, Trevor, I know you and I talked about this on, on the Giants episode, but it will give us some momentum for sure. Oh, yeah. Um. And, and even if we play well, like if it's, if it's, a, if, it's a, a, if we lose but we keep it close without Saquon, without potentially Andrew Thomas, um, I, I think it's and Daniel Jones has another clean game, plays really good. And, you know, maybe we just lose because they're the better team and we're injured. Yeah. Like if we just we gotta get some confidence, and then you know maybe that next week beat Seattle. Obviously, take it one game at a time, but you know then next week Miami this is gonna be a rough one. It's in Miami, and then I think we can beat Buffalo hopefully, but. We got to get some momentum going, and we had that spark this this like this game, and it was with Jalen Hyatt. It was Dan, it was Dan Jalen Hyatt. That's that's what created the spark, and maybe throughout the season, uh, we see him get more involved and keep keep being that spark for us. Yeah. Or once Saquon's back, you hand out to Saquon, he gets you seven yards, and he, you know you, you throw it down the middle to Darren Waller, he gets you fifteen yards, and then Jalen Hyatt thirty yards downfield might be wide open because they're playing up front, you know, so. We'll see how the season goes. Once Wandale's back, it's another you know guy we're gonna have back. Um, just guys that can create this more of a spark because Daniel's bringing it. Yeah, he, he's he's trying to. He he really is trying to. He definitely brought it. Uh, he brought the confidence, brought the fire to, um, to us in, in this game. Um, I think Trevor. What about you? What, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, the defense stepped it up in the second half towards the fourth quarter. Daniel Jones looked really solid in the second half. Obviously, thirty-one points in one half is very impressive. Um, they just can't be bipolar like this throughout the year, especially upcoming. Some consistency. They, to I, this. I don't expect them to win tomorrow night against the 49ers on Thursday night football. I don't but think anybody is. Yeah. I will say this: <laughs> if they can, if they could do a respectable, you know, just 
play respectable. Like, be, be a legitimate, like, fight. Be competition. Like, put up 20 points. Put up 25 points. Put up 24, whatever. Like, you can actually gain, you know, some production out of that, you know? And that's all you really need right now. And if you do win, fuck, man. You can beat anyone, bro. That's the best team in football, according to many. And well, the Bears beat them in week one last year. <laughs> well, I was with Trey Lance and... True. We don't though. have to talk about that part. I agree. We don't have to talk about that I part. Agree. Or the weather conditions or anything like that. Yeah, we don't have to talk about any of that. <laughs> they We're did just, beat them. We, we beat them. You we did. Won. You did. The, the Bears did. got the number one overall pick. Yeah. So. Yeah. That, that, if you beat them, you're the number one overall pick, though. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to think about then it. Then we'll go, what, 2 and 15? Yeah. <laughs> um, but this next game, we can just gloss over. The Jets versus the Cowboys. The Jets got shat on. Exactly. 30-10. to 10. Brandon Aubrey, kicker for the Cowboys. Shout out former USFL champion, two-time. Uh, 16 points in this game. Uh, what else can you ask out of your fucking kicker? Nothing. Uh, just a menace to society. He hit a 55-yarder. He missed his first one, too. His very first one, he missed it. I think that not was... Like, not this game, but like his... In, in week season, one, yeah. His, his very first kick in the NFL, he missed. Just the he's, jitters. He's made everyone since. And I, I think we're going to see a guy for years to come kicking for Dallas. <laughs> I hope so. And, uh, you know, that's Brandon Aubrey, you know. Um, but, yeah, no, Zach Wilson sucks. I, I think we can all just solidify that. I still I, believe in him. I still think we have to trust him. Please stop believing in him. Just don't. Just <laughs> At least for, like, another two more weeks, let him get a little bit more comfortable. But Bro, just call someone. Hold up, man. You're going to have more faith in him than Justin? No. Okay. No. Okay. The only, I don't tell him this. The only reason why I believe in Zach Wilson is for Rodgers. That's the only reason. Just because I, I want him to come in and, and just play well for Rodgers' sake. Just because yeah. he, he went out in such an awful way. But 10 points? He can't live up to that. No, 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 no. I'm not saying be Rodgers, but like at least just get into the playoffs because maybe oh, Rodgers can come back. do it last year. No. Bro, I just I think they're in the same predicament last year. I think as soon as Rodgers went out, their season is over. They have an elite defense, weapon on the outside. I just don't want it to be like that. Cause like they're a good team. Like they, they deserve to go to the playoffs. I know, you know? but you saw Salah's expression after Aaron got fucking carted off. He was, he was done. Yeah. He knew. He knew it was done. Like you know, it's everyone knows it's you done. Still it's Zach Wilson. Gardner's face to this day. Yeah, bro. I mean, it's it, dude. Zach Wilson. He's like he's in a worse position than Justin Fields. Honestly, mm. I don't think so. I think he's much better position. There's no <laughs> there's no expectations for him. Versus Zach Wilson? What? There's no, there's no expectations, but I feel like there's. He's also like he's also already a bust. But there's still pressure, all that yeah. pressure from being a team that was supposed to go to the Super Bowl. And but now everyone's you're expecting him like, to fail, though. Like people are, people are expecting Justin Fields to be like Jalen Hurts. But remember that? Remember that? I remember that fucking. But if you're still looking, I'm still more on Trevor's side as far as the situation, like being more like because with how much it, he's, it's pretty much Zach Wilson against the world right now. Literally, yeah. I mean, that's how I would be looking at it. But it's I mean, also, it's like he's against himself. He has a far better team than Justin Fields. Much better. And Justin Fields hasn't, you know, obviously probably should have here and there, but he hasn't been pulled. He hasn't been benched. They haven't, like, got, they haven't, dis- they, they haven't you, lost you hope in him. Never, in the quarterback Bro, like that the Jets, you can never bench Fields. The Jets just, brought in Aaron Rodgers because they, they just, they don't believe in Zach Wilson. Yeah, that was Rogers. the whole premise of yeah, it. It's yeah, it's not like they're bringing Rodgers to be there for 10 more years. You know? No, exactly. But, like, I don't think that Zach Wilson will be ready in three years, two years when Aaron Rodgers is done playing. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. Like, that's a guy I can safely say is a Jamarcus Russell, a modern-day Jamarcus Russell. Mm. Like, look at his numbers. They are fucking identical. Like, deadass, look at them. They're identical to Jamarcus Russell's NFL career stats. How'd he go number two, bro? Bro, like, and it's... It, the same way but like, Mitchell Trubisky went Maybe it's two. not Zach Wilson's yeah. fault entirely. The system <laughs> of the NFL failed him. 
But, like, bro, n- no, bro. I have no faith in him at quarterback. I think 10 points is probably the best we'll get out of him. <laughs> I just want to um, believe in him for the Jets' sake. Just because they, they deserve it. Like, that team is built. That team is good. That it team is, is fuck, like, all around is fucking good. I agree with you. It's ready to go. But they went up against this Cowboys team with a great yeah, defense. Yeah, they got shit on them. Yeah. And I do, I do think we will see better weeks than that, though. Like, if it was the Cowboys' defense and Micah Parsons. It's also Zach Wilson, bro. That's, you know? But, like... It was his first start against the Cowboys. Like you gotta cut him some slack. Look at what Daniel Jones did last week in week one. I agree. And he came back in week two and balled out. So, I mean, there's gonna be better days for Zach Wilson for sure. I just hope, for your sake, I do, because I I don't have any faith in Zach Wilson. I would have rather had them kept Mike White, because I like that's that's we that's a guy that we we know through a guy, you know. So shout out to Mike White. Well, we don't out know there. him, but we don't know him, but we know him through a guy, you know, because the guy knows him and we know the guy that knows him. <laughs> Um, Back to the whole <laughs> rating thing with the Bears coach. It's now saying that the Hallis Hall is never rated or anything okay. like that at all. Okay. So I like never... Peterman, though. Was Peterman involved? <laughs> I didn't see that. Nathan Peterman? Is this... no. Oh, yeah, 16 minutes ago. Was he involved? <laughs> Damn. Your voice was very deep right there. Was he involved? <laughs> um, Might have been involved. He, he may have been. You never know. Yeah, hitting. bro, they gave us the shitty end of the script this year, bro. I remember when Sean McDermott, like at halftime, like he Todd Ty- Ty- Tyra Taylor got injured in the Buffalo Bills game, and he's like, "Hold on, I got a guy in Nathan Peterman here. He's, you guys don't know about him." It's like Jesus, bro. Nathan fucking Peterman, six interceptions. But um, yeah, no, nothing really to talk about. Cowboys dominating performance. Special teams really stole the show. Sixteen points over half a point scored. Um, next game is a game I'd really like to touch up on is the Washington Commanders take a W Oof. over the Broncos. Probably the Denver Broncos. Weekend. It probably was. 35-33. And this is a... Honestly, bro, the the, the, the final drive down the field by Sam Howell to, to win the and game. Russell Wilson, too. Like, he, he fucking he, balled out. He balled out. But Sam Howell to come up with the, with, just with the win, which is what I care 39 about. 39 pass attempts. I'm going to keep going back to that with young quarterbacks and getting the pass attempts to see what they can truly be for you, you know. And I'm going to keep holding that against the fucking Bears and how they do Justin Fields. I I'm agree. i keep bringing them into it, though. But. And Sam had a good game, but Russell, like yeah, you said, did. Logan, he balled the fuck out. Um, they, they have a really good offense. They Sean look better, but they still suck. Yeah, they look better, but they Brian Robinson balled out yeah. as well. Yeah. Already two in fantasy right um, now. Terry McLaurin had a really good game. Jahan Dotson was... You know, kind of there, but just overall, threat. I just think that the Commanders are they're they're a team to watch out for in terms of grit. So that I think they could go toe to toe with most teams in the league right now. I mean, they're I don't know about that. I, I I think they have the grit and genuinely the defensive awareness because Ron Rivera, don't forget about it. The man did get a team to a Super Bowl, and the defense with Luke Keekley was stellar. And I think he can kind of like not completely replicate it, but he can bring some of those ideals and cultural like. Kind of men- mentality and mindsets, especially with the they, scheme. It looks like it's a bend, don't break defense. Seven sacks. Against, yeah, against I do. Rocks. I do want to pump the brakes a little bit though, because they beat Arizona and who they beat the, the Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos is a hyped up team though, because Sean Payton is a very, very good coach. They bro. were what six and eleven last year. It's not. A, I mean, it's, it's a rush win, yeah. But like, let's see it against who they play next week. Um, I don't. I the Dolphins. Oh, no, that was a different game. No, they um, play the Bills next week. Okay, yeah, 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 no, yeah let's, let's, let's see it against the Bills. They, so play, we'll the Bills, see, yeah. they play the Bills, Eagles, and Bears. But I'm going to say this. From what I've seen out of this team, I think they are gritty. I think they have the capability on offense to score. And their defense, seven sacks on anyone is fucking impressive. Yeah, it is. Um, but that, D-line is that D-line is good. I'm not anything you guys wanted to add on this game? 
I didn't see much of it. I know Brandon Johnson had two catches, 66 yards, two touchdowns, so that's always a good game. Marvin Mims had like two catches, 113 yards, and two touch and one touchdown. So the big play is there for the for the Bron- uh, Broncos, and they're not even using Cortland Sutton or Ju- Jerry Judy in that aspect, you know. So it's it shows that like also I wanted to say Russell Wilson looks like he did lose weight, got a little more little athletic, bit, yeah, but yeah. he's still not as fast as he used to be. But no. Sean Payton he just needs still to send the play though and get that first down if he really needs to. It's just their defense wasn't coming in like on those clutch moments. Defense and, is bad, dude. And that's what's been losing them these first two weeks defense here. Like is bad. They could have won week one against the Raiders, but if they it just... It wasn't for a missed extra point, at least, too. Facts. But um, we'll move on to the next game here. The Dolphins took a W over the New England Patriots. The Miami Dolphins took a W over the New England Patriots, excuse me, 24-17. Um, this was also the last Sunday game uh, of September 17th. Um, obviously, the Dolphins look like a contender this year. I think they have the defense to do it. I think they have the coach to do it. I think they have the quarterback right. to do it yeah. if he stays 100% healthy. I think they have the like the rush weapons. attack by committee. And don't even forget about Jalen Waddle. Don't forget about Vic Fangio as well, being right. the defensive coordinator. Yep. And Jalen Ramsey will be coming back in December around that time. Xavier Howard got four baby mamas Vic's, at the same time. Vic Fangio Shout out. is <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Vic Fangio is one of, if not the best, defensive coordinator in all yeah. of football. He did it with the Bears that season when we went twelve and four in that defense when Eddie Jackson was getting pick sixes week after week. Yeah. And Khalil Mack was there and Roquan was there. Facts. He did it with the Broncos while he was there, um, before coming over to, um, fuck, I'm, the Dolphins now, yeah. obviously. But when, wait, when was he with the Broncos? Like twenty twenty? Yeah. Okay. Well, they had decent defenses then. Like who? They had a court. Like that was a Drew Locke era, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. So okay. So not the best, but you can see with the Dolphins that he's really actually kind of trying to revolutionize. Yeah, and he, this team. he was in the head coaching role with. Denver, and that's just, that's not him. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a coordinator, and yeah. he needs to stay that way, and that's where he really flourishes and signs, and you're starting to see that now, especially throughout his career. Um, Raheem Mostert had a great game. He's another one of those running backs. He's going to be productive Fast if he's healthy. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's that's a lot to sort of ride on when you're trying to bank on the Super Bowl and being a contender as a fan base and as an organization when you just got to rely on your player to stay healthy because you can never really expect any type of injury. But... I agree 100% this team is a contender. I still think it's an overreaction to say that they're going to run away with this division as of now. But they definitely are the favored. I would, I'm would. i taking them to win and they're still They do look the best, one of the best teams in football throughout the first two weeks. Tua had a pick, but still, he's, he's Tua. He's accurate. He's efficient. He's going to keep you in games with his arm. And if this team is getting in a shootout, I'm always going to fancy them. And they have the playmakers on defense, especially when Jalen Ramsey comes back. And any any offense with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle on both sides of the ball is going to yeah. be prolific and keeping you in games. 100%. Mac Jones still is looking better than he has in recent years, but is he still really going to be the answer for the Patriots? I don't I think don't so. Know. I don't know if Bill Belichick will still be the answer for the Patriots as a coach. Might be for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, there's always still going to be in games for the most part. The defense is always going to be sound. Hunter Henry had a good game. Shout out to him. Um, my biggest takeaway from this game was just that block field goal and how that guy lined up from the sideline and sprinted over. Yeah, that he some Bill Belichick ass shit. Yeah, right exactly. Some That's Bill the one Belichick. thing we'll mention from the shit yeah, like that. Pat McAfee broke it down well on his show. Shout out to him. But you can see he was a lot of people on field goal units. They read the 
little cadences and nuances from the snapper, whether it's picking his head up, down, whatnot. This guy over there in the corner was reading the the um, the holder, the placeholder, and he saw a certain thing in him that he knew he had to start sprinting at this moment to where he would get there at a certain time based off what he did, and that's just that's some Bill Belichick. That's just made you appreciate it so much more. <laughs> that's just like some shit you only see from a Belichick. Special that's really all I took out of that game. Um, Monster had like a forty-three yard touchdown run, which was electrifying, but. I expected them to win. Yeah, I didn't think it'd be this did. close, but it's a divisional game. Bill Belichick coached Patriots team. Yeah, always going to be competitive. always going to be close. Logan, any thoughts on that game? I think you summed it up very well, Brandon. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we're all good there, Terry. Um, but let's start off with the two Monday night games. It was a doubleheader. The Saints took on the Panthers and they won twenty to seventeen. Um, Derek Carr leading his team to a two and zero kind of start here. I don't know how I feel about either of these teams quite yeah. yet, but the defense of the Saints is very good. I, I like the defense for them. And the Panthers' offense is... It's brutal, very rough. Brutal. It's it's rough to watch, but kind of a kind of a lame game for Monday night, honestly. Yeah. I, th- I think the Bucks and Falcons are better than both these teams, by far. By far. Okay, I agree. By far. Like, it's not, it's not even close. Like, watching these two teams, like, I, it, was, it was kind of disgusting. Both offenses are just mid. Derek Carr is mid. Bryce Young is, yeah, I know he's a rookie, but he's looked bad. He had, what, 90 passing yards or some shit like that? It was he lined up behind their own offensive lineman as well. Really? Did you guys see that? No, I didn't. They It was it was nothing like crazy. I'm just sort of picking, but um, they came out of the huddle and they lined up in shotgun, and he lined up behind the right guard, and Miles Sanders was next to him behind the right tackle, and Miles Sanders was like, hey, yo, yeah, scoot over, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking, um, they can't do a QB sneak with him. Um... Yeah, no, they, they really can't because he's too short. But honestly, it's one of those things where hopefully he'll get better at it. Sorry for that little cut there, y'all. But overall, I think the Panthers, like you said, Logan and Brandon, you kind of summed it up as well earlier. Talking, We were talking about Bryce Young a little bit earlier in the pod. But it just does not look full sound. No. It really doesn't. It's going to um, take time, but it, it's looking rough. And the Saints look like they can maybe be a sleeper at some point, but like you said, the Falcons and the Bucks look better. I was a lot higher on the Saints after week one than I am now after this game. I mean, they only won this game by three. Derek Carr didn't even have a passing touchdown. The Panthers' defense played a lot better. Dante Jackson had a lot better of a game. He had a very poor week one performance. And that defense is no slouch at all. Derek Brown, Brian Burns, Dante Jackson in the backfield. I think they still have Jeremy Chin. I'm not too sure. He is, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you would have liked to see the Saints... I mean, it is a divisional game at the end of the day, but if I'm a Saints fan, I would have expected to win this at least by two scores. Yeah. Not three points, really, at all. At least 100%. a touchdown, you know? Um, but that's one thing that's going to be certain, though, is that the passing attack for the Saints, just like I said week one, will be prolific and be a threat for the entirety of the season. Derek Carr's never really been in this type of position with the type of weapons that he's had yeah. in, in the system. So, And when a guy like... I think I said this last week too, but when a guy like Derek Carr was trying to run away from the situation in Oakland like it was, you know some shit's going on there. Mm-hmm. And it's just good to see him land on his feet because a lot of people didn't even think he was going to make a team this coming year, which I think is absurd because he's very yeah. talented. Yeah. I was one of the biggest Derek Carr fans that season when he got hurt against the Colts when he was having an MVP, MVP season. MVP year, yeah, like 20, He was having an MVP right? season yeah. and was leading the Raiders to the playoffs and he just had that awful injury. I think it was the second to last week against the Colts. They were going to win that game. He was going to be benched week 17, getting ready to playoffs. It was it was one of the most devastating things. Ever since then, he's just, unfortunately, has not been the same for his career. But and Connor Cook had to play that playoff yeah. game. Yeah, I remember that Michigan State legend. Against Clowney. 
Yep, I remember. I remember yeah, Rock Fallen. Yeah. But, um... Dude, that shows you where the fucking NFL has come to. I know. From 2016, you had the Raiders and Texans as a playoff matchup. I know. And then, now yeah. look at them. Now yeah. look at the two of them. But uh, the final game of Week 2 was the Cleveland Browns taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers won 26-22. to Deshaun Watson looking to be suspended for the contact on the official. Um, and it's looking like they're just mid on offense. Kareem Hunt got a contract. They're bringing him back because Nick Chubb's horrific injury. People are calling for Minka Fitzpatrick to get suspended for that hit. That was a dirty hit, hit in my it, opinion. It, it, I know it I looked bad. So I'm biased. That was a dirty hit. It I looked bad. That bro. was he, dirty. He led with his shoulder right into the guy's fucking I know knee. he kind of like tripped. He just dove into the dude's leg, bro. Like, it's fucked. It is, bro. It looked fucked. And, and like the whole NFL world respects Chubb. Like, for it to happen to someone like him, it's like, damn. And it's the same type of injury on the same leg, too, that he got at Georgia. So this might, he's 27 now. This might be... It sucks. Might be it. Like, down, like down, downtrend for him now. I hope not. I hope he overcomes it. If anyone's going to do it, I mean, it is He him. overcame the first one, so you have no reason to believe he won mm-hmm. it again, you know. But he's older now. And yeah. But if anyone can do it, it is Nick Chubb. It is. It's him. It so is. So we'll see, you know, pray that you know, he has to get two surgeries at least. Pray, pray it goes well. Um, Pittsburgh's defense played well. Yeah. Yeah, George Pickens had that big touchdown as well. Shout out to him. But yeah, I didn't really have much to draw from this game. I didn't watch much of it. I it was, wasn't really entertained by any of these, either of these Monday night games at all. Kenny Pickett was okay. Um, nothing crazy, but it was mainly Mike Tomlin playing chess against, you know, he's the better coach yeah. on, the, on the field. So they came away handedly with the win. Um, not handedly by four points, but still, it's good to see them score 26, um, especially after that awful week one performance. Um, I, I'm, I'm still going to be respecting the Steelers this year. Obviously, Mike Tomlin's still there, so I have to. Um, but I think that kind of wraps it up, guys. And anything else you guys wanted to kind of touch up regarding the NFL week two recap? All right. Thank you, everyone out there, for tuning in. And make sure you're following us on our social media platforms at Tea Time Reports on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Twitter, slash X, Threads. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you, guys.